What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to engage the fleet and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, Brother Jim, Chief Dave, and Super Dave. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Morning. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Good morning. We are honored to have a very special guest today. We have Sergeant Greniger from the Colorado State Patrol, the Motor Carrier Safety Division. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast, not the opinion of JFW. It's our opinion. I'm assuming it's not the opinion of... Definitely not the opinion of the <laughs> Right. <clears throat> when you walked in, Sergeant Greniger, I was glad to see you had your duty belt on and you had your taser with you because typically one of these three guys over here is going to act up and <laughs> we're going to need to straighten them out. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching those taser videos, but I don't think I would ever want to be tased. I want to be the volunteer for that. You I guys was, have to train for that, don't I mean, don't you have to be tased as part of your you training? You don't have to. They they made it at least fire department when we initially got them. That was kind of a volunteer, and uh-huh. I did volunteer, and it was the worst <laughs> feeling I've ever. Wow. A lot of guys will tell you I'd rather be shot. Wow. Than, yeah. Wow. Wow. So it's just. Do you truly yeah. just go rigid and lock up? Oh I mean, yeah. And, and, and just yep. And all the breath I screamed. Wow. Like, like a six-year-old girl <laughs> until I couldn't, like until I couldn't girl. anymore. Yeah. So have you volunteered throughout your life for a lot of weird things like yeah, that? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So, some have worked out well. Some <laughs> nice. That's kind of like the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Going over episode 29 stats, we had 285 downloads, so could have been a little bit better, but we did go over 8,500 total downloads Wow! in 29 episodes. That's, and That's still great. That's great. Yeah. yeah, thanks, everybody. I can't believe we're at 30. So, all right, guys, time for the Dad Joke Challenge. Uh, Sergeant Greniger, since you're new blood here, you could go first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a dad, so bear with me, but uh, did you hear about the criminal who... Stole a lamp. I have not. He received a light sentence. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. a good one. <laughs> that's yeah, a good cop good. joke. Yeah. I yeah, like it. That is good. Nice. I like that. Well, since we're all truckers and, and uh, the sergeant's here, so I, I kind of did a uh, little uh, traffic joke here. So why do you smear peanut butter on the road? Hmm. Wow. Peanut butter on the road. Don't know that one. It goes with the traffic jam. Oh, oh man. Ba da ba. Man, that's that's your best dad joke yet. That right. was a sleeper joke. Yeah, right. that was, was a good one. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I kinda have a gross dad joke here. What's the difference between an oral thermometer and an anal thermometer? Uh oh, expressed opinions. <laughs> right? The taste mostly. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. Gross dad jokes. Don't. <laughs> Everybody's stepping up a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Soup, you want to go? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of um, roll into this. You know, we're in the construction business, right? We build things around here. What do you call a sleeping bull? Nothing. You don't want to wake him up. <laughs> a bulldozer. Uh, <laughs> dozer. Okay. Uh, oh, that's funny. Mine's more of a question today. So when you walk in the bathroom, if you're an American, and when you walk out of the bathroom, you're an American, what are you when you're in the bathroom? Ah, I've heard this before, Jim. A Parisian or something like that? No. 
European. European, that's right. Ah, ah I was close. Uh, that's funny. New drivers, we got Austin Lovejoy, Gilbert Ramirez, and Bubakar. Nye. Nye. Yeah, welcome they everybody. Started this Glad week, to have you. So. Yeah, welcome, welcome aboard, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Celebrations. We had birthdays. Amber Carolis. Her birthday was on the sixteenth. Joanne's birthday was yesterday. Hers was a big one. Yeah. And then Casey Guthrie's coming up on uh, May twenty first. Happy birthday, everybody! Happy birthday, yeah, everybody! Happy birthday, you guys! Yep. Happy birthday, Casey! A shout out. I hope you get to feeling better, man. That that's the crud, buddy. It's it's coming back around for. What is that visit number four on on the coronavirus? Yeah, the coronavirus. Oh, does he have COVID or yeah. the flu? Yeah, COVID, COVID, yeah. Man, I thought that was so last year. <laughs> and the year before. <laughs> it's and just kind of weird when somebody gets it now. You're like, really? You haven't got it yet? Or <laughs> you're, we're still fighting yeah, that? We're getting it for the third time. Uh, uh, anniversaries, May 18th. That's today. Yep, today. Charlie Baran hit seven years, and Thomas Nuanis, two years today. Ah, very cool. Way to go. Well, yeah. I mentioned Charlie, I think, last week, and just never get to see him, so congratulations, Charlie. Yep. Yeah, Charlie running out of the West Yard and Knights there, man. Thanks for everything you guys do for us, you and Jason. You you're cover all our heartbeats at night, man. Thank you, guys. Yep. yep. And then uh, Ann Scrivener has a big anniversary coming up on the 21st, so it'll be 10 years. Well, Saturday, huh? Congratulations, Ann. Yeah, congratulations, Ann. Thank you for all you do for us. Also, Thomas, thanks for your two years, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, family birthday celebration, uh, Chayo Rosario, he had an anniversary last week, and his wife wanted to say thank you for her gift card. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Yeah. you're welcome. Shout outs. Kathy Smith came by the yard the other day. If you don't know who Kathy Smith is, that's Uncle Freddie's mom. (laughs) She came by. She got her some swag. She's an avid listener of the podcast. She week, And I actually got to see her at church a couple times. She came over to Red Rocks uh, two Sundays in a row, so that was pretty cool. And she was over here visiting from, is she from Um, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana? Yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so it's good to see her. Well, thanks for visiting, Kathy. Yep. Yeah, it was nice to meet you the other day, Kathy. Juan Morales, he wants to give a shout-out to Jesse Baeza. If you guys recall, Juan had a situation up at Fry Pit 6 last week, and uh, Jesse really helped him out up there. Juan's comment, he said uh, he's actually a lot cooler than he sounds on the radio. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> I, yeah. I think being a couple of young kids, and Jesse, he's been here for Two going on three years now, yeah. right? And, uh, he had a little bit of a rough start, and he made Juan feel a little bit more comfortable about what was going on and what yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. You know, Juan had had. I mean, point blank, kind of had a screw up up there at Fry's, and I think Jesse's heart went out to him, like, "Hey, I've been there, done that before," and mm-hmm. stopped to help him. And I mean, Jesse just did a knockout job. He helped him get dumped, and you know. I don't know if the Get shop the came way. up and had to take a tire up or whatever the scenario was. I know the trailer was down, had to be repaired, and wasn't able to bring a load out of there and whatnot. But, you know, something else in that situation, it took a couple days, and, and Juan came into the office and wanted to apologize to both Jim and I about that incident up there. And, you know, that just means the world to us, you guys, when someone comes in and, you know, Jam uses the term, fess up your mess up. And, you know, it, it's hard as a human being to really step back and go, oh, man, I screwed up, you know, and 
that's a lot of damage to the vehicle and it's going to cost a lot and I got to look at my boss and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And that just means the world to us when you do that. And, you know, Juan, thank you for that. Thank you for admitting the situation. You know, thank you for recognizing what you can change and do better. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, obviously not something that should happen again. And we can help spread the word on on how to avoid things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, he was super, super upset. And even in the uh, safety committee meeting, he was very humble. You could tell he put a lot of th- a lot of thought into what he did and, you know, what he shouldn't do the next time. So I really I li- really like the way Juan handled that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some guys would just not care. Kind of the same thing. We were talking about CSA scores earlier. Not my problem. The, the company's going to have to fix it. Right. You know? But Juan feels responsible. So thanks, Juan. And thanks, Jesse, for helping him out. Absolutely. Another shout out, Joey Graziosa, or Joey Graz, I heard we could call him, uh, uh, wants to give Johnny Beret a shout out for helping him trim out. He had a trim for, for, for his first or second time, and he wasn't really sure, and he said, hey, Johnny, like, you know, can you help me out? I don't want to trim too much, and I have to start all over. Yeah. So, good job, Johnny. Trimming is an art. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, how many times have you trimmed, and you're like, oh. I didn't mean to trim 10 times or, you know, you <laughs> yeah. trim three times and you're still overweight, you know. So and then you trim too much and you're three right. tons under. Yeah. 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 Or you feel like you should have just went and dumped and started over. Um, <laughs> Might have been just easier. Yep. Yeah. I got another shout out here. Um, I actually really love this shout out. Mitch Brenner wants to give Edward Cabral a shout out because Edward came and broke down the other day. And instead of just sitting around and waiting for his truck, he washed Rescue One. Wow, that is very <laughs> yeah. cool. Is that right? Yeah, I've never heard anybody do that before. <laughs> yeah, Here, thanks, you fi- Edward. You're fixing my truck. Let me wash your truck. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool phenomenal. That? Yeah, so. yeah, that is awesome. Way to go, yeah. Edward. You guys have any other shout-outs? Dave, you got... Yeah, I thought I just, you were going to take care of Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, me and Dave just want to give a shout-out to uh, Jimmy V. He had some problems up in, up in Morrison, which is a... You know, it's a tough quarry or pit to run in and out of anyway. But anyway, he made a mistake, and he, he came up the other morning to me and Dave, and, you know, no excuses, no nothing like that. He just kind of went over the situation. You know, there was a lot going on, and he, and he made a mistake. But he, he uh, came to me and Dave, and he said, hey, you know, I couldn't sleep. He said, I'm sorry, I screwed up. And, you know, no excuses, no nothing, just he was sorry. And, and Dave mentioned it and stuff, and... You know, to, to be able to do that, that's tough for anybody to do, to admit a mistake and, you know, to walk up and say sorry and I couldn't sleep and, and stuff like that. That means a lot to me and Dave. And, and really, it is easy for us to call somebody out like we did last week, like in Juan's situation. You know, it's easy to go, hey, you screwed up, you did this, and, and maybe berate them a little bit more than what we should instead of building somebody up. But a lot of those situations are so serious that, that we want to make it known to everybody and, and that's the reason for the podcast and we want to make it that you know you think about it and don't do it again but anyway back to Jimmy thanks Jimmy for the apology both me and Dave really appreciated it and I know it'll never happen and I know as a trainer you learn so much and you'll just keep passing that information on and that, that makes us better thanks yeah thanks Jimmy yep. the kicker is you don't know what a bonehead maneuver or move that you did until it's done. Yep. And then yeah. you're like, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, it's a mistake. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, we talk gonna... about that all the time in 
on the show or just together when we're together during the day. Nobody says when they wake up in the morning, today I'm going to suck. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, today I'm going to screw this up or whatever. That was funny in your Anybody that has that goal, right? That was funny in your office the other day when... When I was talking to Juan? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, Jam told me like... You didn't wake up planning on having an accident. I just looked at you like, yeah, I stole that from you. So, JR, you got any shout outs for anybody? Uh, no? Pretty good. We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Sue? Uh, no, I okay. don't think so. Okay. Let's get into the discussion of the podcast. Like I said, we're pretty honored to have Sergeant Greninger here. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes, what does a guy like you do on his time off? Um... Uh, golf. I like oh, golf. Yeah. Okay. Golf nice. quite a bit. Nice. And, um, hunt. I love hunting. Okay, so nice. Did pretty you... much birds, uh, big game. It's not a, and it's not about the hunt, and, and it's not about playing good <clears throat> golf. It's about being somewhere where it's like you've never seen a crappy-looking golf course, right? right. They're all beautiful. You're outside. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing about hunting. You know, who, who, if you get lucky enough to, to, to get something, you do, but it's yeah. just being out. Yep. Sure. So, yep. yep. Same thing when I go fishing. I don't care if I catch anything. Right. It's just about being out there. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You mentioned birds. Did you do big game as well? Yes. Okay. Did, yep. you, did you go last year? I did, yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, we went up near uh, Walden. Okay. Uh, we did. Yeah, I, I got a cow. So oh, nice. It was good. It was the, they had moved the uh, the, the seasons back, because we always go four season. Uh-huh. And that's when real men go, is four season. <laughs> nah. Because you can't go first, because you're wearing short sleeves, right? Right. So, um, and there's less people. But, um, so we always gone, well, last year they moved out a week, so it was during Thanksgiving week. Mm. Um, so all my buddies you know, couldn't go. So it was me and the wife. And nice. she got a tag. and Very awesome. cool. Yeah, so it was really cool to see her. Uh, just to her experience that so that was that was pretty neat yeah 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 i went third season last year so i guess that didn't count that didn't count (laughs) i'm still eating my my buck though oh there you go (laughs) (laughs) maybe it did count a little bit so how many years have you been a colorado uh july will be uh 21 okay awesome so yep time go for you go pretty quick or it did really quick yeah, and and you get to this point, and it's um, so I'm eligible to retire right now. So I'm in right. that KMA club, if you know what that means. No, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> three I, bad three bad days in a row, and I'm out. But uh, well, I, I I passed that a little bit. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have brought that up a long time ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down. So can I tell you guys that at some point? <laughs> right. right. Hey, if you're eligible, that's yeah. that's what you are. Thank you for that information. That's yeah. awesome. And I think KMA is very polite. I've, I've heard many different versions of that. I love the KMA. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it went by just like that. So it gets to this point and you're just like, um, what now? Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about what you're going to do? I, I probably, you know, we, we don't have kids being I mean, the golf. wife. And, yeah, I play golf. <laughs> and, and I think we're just going to enjoy it. You know, yeah. we got a big RV and who knows what it's going to be. That's who, awesome. Who knows? So, yeah. Are you are you from Colorado? Yes. Okay. Yep. Great. Love me and the wife. So. <clears throat> uh, two natives. Yes. Wow, that's a rarity anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was Were she... your parents from here? No. Pittsburgh. No? Pittsburgh. Okay. okay. Go Steelers, right? Uh, <laughs> well. 
<laughs> for, for them. Not, not this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if you're a Fairweather fan for the Broncos, like, this yeah. year's going to be exciting. Yes, yes. it will. So. I can't believe he went there. Yeah. <laughs> Is your, was your wife involved in law enforcement as well? No. No. Okay. No. She cuts hair and she does massage. She, and I'll give her a shout out because she, there you uh, go. Um, she just had a knee replaced Ooh. last Wednesday. Ouch. Wow. So she's been a real trooper. And uh, so, yeah. Did it, yeah. did it go well for her? I mean, good. It, the surgery went great. And the surgeon was like, I'm glad we did it. Cause she's young, you know, she's under 50 and he was going, I'm glad we did it. You know, she was in pain and why not enjoy yeah. if it only lasts 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, she never had a surgery like that. So that first night and the second day was a bit. Uh, That's the worst. It's a little it? rough. Yeah. 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 We have a dispatcher downstairs, Randy, and he's got both knees done and he's, he's our age, what? 58, 59. Yeah. And the first knee went okay. He had a little complication, but his second knee, it wouldn't stop bleeding. So they put like, they look like wire ties in for the stitches because the stitches and glue didn't hold. It's uh, crazy. And then he got some swelling and he got a big blister. And yeah, he's just had a rough time of it. So yeah, shout out to Randy. He's yeah. hopefully he's doing Jeez, better. But yeah, yeah most of the, most of the time they go easy or you know it's it's okay. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, thanks. What does it take to become a sergeant? Um, well, basically, our, the, the, the policy that we have, you have to be a trooper for at least three years. Um, um, and normally that entails being on the road for, not necessarily, but three years minimum. And then um, the testing process. Well, we just had a testing process. They do it about every 18 months. Mm-hmm. And normally this go around, I think we had close to 300 troopers put in for sergeant. So it's very competitive. Oh, wow. Right? So you have a written test, and then you have to make inside a certain number that they set. This year was like 75, right? So they take the top 75 who scored on that test, and then they take them to assessments when you, which is the worst part of getting promoted. I go in, it's not an interview. It's that they give you scenarios. You walk into a room, and they give oh, you a wow. scenario, you know, and uh, you have no time to prep, basically, and and you just kind of go from there so um, then you're ranked on that and then yeah then the openings come up how long have you been a sergeant uh since 2011 okay wow very cool deal thank you yeah yeah there's a there's an interesting we should give scenarios yeah that's what we're missing yeah so i'm like Hitting the scale, maybe we should do scenarios. <laughs> Driving right? Right? you know, four in the yeah, or, or overweight, <laughs> or wearing or, wear, or wearing your seatbelt, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. all that good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's thought. Yeah. Huh. So you're driving on a scale, and you didn't look in your mirrors. What do you do next? <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> right. Uh, I would have right. said keep going. <laughs> I tell you, uh, uh, Sergeant Grinninger, that's our our word for everything is just stop. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just stop and we you know we use that phrase too a lot in our you know uh, when they talk about use of force and escalation and trying mm-hmm. to figure out a situation that you're trying to work through it's like just stop and and think slow down yeah. slow yeah. down you know it's yeah. that whole slow down kind of yeah. mentality absolutely mm-hmm. so yeah. the whole speed that's what yeah. we talk about all the time it gets us in trouble yep. yeah slow your brain down exactly. you, know, you could still move quick but slow your Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. Think. Yeah. That's, that's training, though. <laughs> Breathe. Get oxygen to it your is. brain. It is. Yeah. 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 yeah there's that's training. Many people have never been in that situation, or they have been and they weren't aware of it, and it didn't turn out well. Right. And they didn't. There, there's. It happened, and they don't even know it. Right. Right. So it'll happen again, and they won't know it. So that's. Yep. You know, that's huh? just how it is. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, Jr. What do you think the biggest accomplishment of your career is? Um. 
I always thought it was, uh, I, I was a sergeant, I was stationed in Boulder uh, during the floods. I was sergeant over during the floods. And uh, working with the National Guard and the, troop, the logistics of that, and we didn't have a commander at that point uh, directly, in, in, so I didn't have a boss there. It was kind of me. And I got porta potties for the National Guardsmen, so they didn't have to run to the hospital. And, and I thought that was my biggest. And, and I put that into perspective of you, you, you learn to work with FEMA and you, you know what I mean to, to tackle all those things and order in helicopters where you need them. In it. But, but it was a great question because the biggest accomplishment so far has been as a leader, right? Um, um, and people under, under me, since I have been a leader, have never seriously been hurt or killed. Oh, wow. wow. So that's, that's my biggest. And, and you brought that just by your question. I'm like, what uh, is my biggest accomplishment? Uh, no, it's, I've never had a trooper seriously hurt or, or, or killed. Right. Yeah. And that was through the floods, the riots, the, just the everyday, you know, of what goes on on the right. road. So right. that's my biggest accomplishment. How long have you been involved in uh, the motor carrier safety division? Uh, I've only been over here. I just went over six years in May, this this month. Okay, so, so you, yep. you may have had a pretty exciting career. Yeah, prior I was to on that. the road. Yeah, for <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, another shout out to the wife because I've spent a lot of you know you miss holidays. You right. all know how it is. You work nights. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. Going back and forth. So yeah, it's it's been a not career. to mention the worry that she had I couldn't imagine and yeah. you know it uh, during you know the 2020 riots we had you know downtown um I, I it killed her to see me leave the house every night right? uh, mm-hmm. so and it just it breaks your heart so right. she's the one that deserves all the credit right so yeah 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 that's what we try to do here we started giving you know birthday shout outs to the wives and stuff yeah. like that because they're kind of the unsung heroes in the background for us that put up with all our long hours and stuff like that and all the support and the kids and yep. all that kind of stuff so to- the patrol does something really neat when when we get like when i got promoted well i was a corporal prior to this which is one step below a, 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 a sergeant i was a corporal for five years because i felt i wasn't ready to be a sergeant right I, um so i took that corporal role and it, it was good but whenever they promote you when i got promoted to sergeant the wife got promoted one rank eh, above me so the the chief promoted her to captain so that was it's kind of a neat tradition that they do yeah good good stuff yeah Yeah. that's great what drives you to come to work every day um my tahoe (laughs) i saw i saw that tahoe pull up and i was a little concerned about the window tint on there. Uh, no, that's legal. That's legal. That's, that's, that's what we say, too. I don't think that's a commercial motor vehicle. <laughs> I, I do have to. I, it's funny because I, I grabbed a cup of coffee for him. And while it was brewing downstairs, I just looked out the window. to. I was curious what you drove. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's sitting in the parking lot. And I went past the Tahoe five times. I scanned past it. And then I'm like, oh, wait. Wait a minute. Oh, he's in an unmarked. And then I went right to the license plate, and I'm like, well, that doesn't even stick out. You know what I mean? You have, like, one spotlight. You are incognito. The license plate says KMA. (laughs) (laughs) What I did find interesting about when he came in, and I could tell something about your character by this, is there was two empty spots right in front. And I was surprised he didn't take one of those spots. Oh, I was like, oh, that's pretty classy. He probably figures somebody needs to park there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> and backed in. Well, yeah. everybody else was. <laughs> right. So I was a sheep. Right. right? I was like, yeah, I better back in. I, you know, 
that's an observation though. You observed and you made a decision based on that. So I, you can say sheep. I don't call that. I don't call that move sheep. Right. You, you observed something and you made a decision based on it and thought, ah, I'll look like everyone else. Right? <laughs> Fair you enough. know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is a judgment call. You know, we are truckers. Okay, we back up. That's Everywhere. our skill. <laughs> right. And then when we have a new driver come in and they wheel in and pull in forward, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> You're fine. Well, we, 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 are, we are taught, not to digress or get off subject, but we're taught that I think the, the number is 85% of, of trooper-caused crashes, right, where they have damn nothing serious or anything like that are from backing. Huh. Yep. So we're taught kind of don't back. Right, okay. as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. sure. Back yeah, up. makes sense. So, yeah, yep. similar in our industry. Yeah, yep. This is a little bit redundant, but maybe you have a deeper answer. Do you have a success story? Where do you, where you know in your heart you made a difference? The porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> that does make a big difference. It does. It does. Yeah. You know, I think going back to the, uh, I think the leadership um, part of it. Um, the biggest compliment I could get was all the people that I've led um, have promoted, right? You see them promote and even promote higher than you, right? Because you feel like you have, you have some, some, you had something to do with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just that leadership, the, the success of those that you have led. Okay. Right? That, I think that's the biggest one. I love that. Making um, other people shine. Yeah. The, the, when it's a success story that you made a difference. So, you know, we, we go through CPR and first aid and, you know, and, and rarely do we, you get to utilize that. Well, I, I did get to use CPR one time where, and I was like, holy shit, it works. Right. You, you bring right. somebody back. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this works, you know? Um, so that was, that was pretty neat. Nice. Have you gone through like T triple C training as well? Or I'm sorry, what? T triple C like tactical casualty. Yes. Con- yep. Did yep. all that. Stop the bleeding kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And that's only kind of came up in the last five years, right? Gotcha. Where we really started to focus on that type of training. Gotcha. So. Do all the troopers carry tourniquets on them? Yes. Cat sevens. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. In the leadership role, do you do you find yourself teaching more, or is it an example kind of thing? As you're going over the, um, I guess the other troopers. Uh, not to cop out, but it's both definitely right. Yeah. I mean, you're always. I mean, you all know it. You can sit up here and preach all day, but if you if you're not leading by example when you're out there in the yard or safety or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they're not gonna. You're not gonna have credibility with them. Exactly. And, and uh, but in teaching them and mentoring them and giving them advice, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of both. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we, we just talk a lot about teaching, having a teacher's heart here. You know, and we have a group of guys that take our, our new guys out and try to train them and go over stuff and find out, you know, what they don't know, what they do know, what they're missing, you know, going in and out of the pits, you know, how to scale the truck out, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it, it's just a lot. And we really get a lot of compliments on our trainers. They're like, oh, they were so patient or they understood what I was doing right. and, you know, things like that. And it's, it's just to have a heart of a teacher is your special person usually to be and able to I, do that. I find that that's you all's, and I say you all's, like as an industry um, uh, that for the safety people and, and the managers, uh, for the drivers, is because I always get that, hey, can you come in and do a safety talk? Because they take it better from you, mm-hmm. right? 
is it because of the gun and the taser, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. so how as a manager, that safety supervisor, how do you, how do you get that credibility that, right. that I have just because I'm wearing the uniform? And does uh. that make sense? I think that's the biggest challenge that you all have. Right. You yep. know? Right. Maybe we should get ourselves guns and badges. <laughs> <laughs> At least a taser. Exactly. You know, you know, I, think, something. I think you yeah. can carry yeah. those. Right? right? Right. I think yeah. a lot of that credibility comes from age. Now that we are all older, you know, <laughs> they look at you and, and you tell them a little story. And you say, hey, you know what? This is what happened to me. And then they say, wow, that happened to you? And they're like, wow. So, you know, you've been through what I'm going through now. Right. And so it helps them calm down and maybe learn a little bit from the story. Exactly. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think of those stories, Dave. And, you know, we, we all make mistakes. You're right. And, and then what you're kind of driven by and we've talked about it before like for myself being you know when dad was still here and mom was still here you're the boss's kid that you can't make those mistakes so you're hyper sensitive to like yeah. oh i can't you know i can't go through the port overweight or i can't you know turn the corner and run over the sidewalk that's not cool or you know anything like that i can't leave the light and miss a gear and you know all that kind of stuff because everybody sees that can't Absolutely. no call no show yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> well, yeah because dad's calling you going where the hell are you but yeah that's yeah just all that stuff is is more pressure on you that you try to be a little bit better because you don't you, you have to set an example like yep. you said yeah well and the bar is just naturally higher yeah right you know i mean it's yeah. You're, you're under a microscope. You're on a spotlight, you know? Yep. So, order tasers from Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck on that. You probably uh, can, huh? I can, uh, we could ask, hey, Jimmy V, you want to be the first guy we tase? You know, after <laughs> <laughs> you volunteering? I think we could get Jake Riley. Yeah. I, he's probably, he's like, probably you know, been tased. Are you following me? What would you tell uh, a new trooper to help him get through his career? Um, you know, as we're trained and at the beginning of, you know, our academy is pretty extensive. It's six months, you know, mm -hmm. to live in academy. It's, it's, it's kind of hardcore. And, and it, it, I, I, the whole thing that they teach you the whole time is everybody's out to kill you, right? Because they want you to be safe. It's all about the safety. And, you know, so as a young cadet, you're just thinking everybody wants to kill me. Right. That's, that's all they want to do. That's all this job is about. But, um, it, it's telling, I think I would tell a, a, a young trooper is you, you gotta be human, right? Mm. That's what's got me, you know, knock on wood. I, I haven't been in any drag out fights, you know, fighting from life because I think you use your pie hole more than you should your taser, right? right? You can, you treat people like a human being, right? And you have empathy and, um, it, it just makes everything better. Right, because um, we're all just human. When so I think being human and having that human—I don't know—I don't know how to explain it. When did you realize that, though? Because I'm sure when you came out of the academy, you probably thought everyone was trying to kill you. Oh, I did. Don't yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> so what, what was I was nice to them if they were going to kill me. Right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I think probably you know when I got promoted to corporal I was five years as a road trooper then I got promoted to corporal so I think you take that leadership you know you start taking that leadership role and you see how other troopers are doing and try to mentoring them and I think it kind of rubbed that really kind of started to highlight like sure let's treat them like human beings yeah so, and especially more so today because you know of all the you know the change in in the perception of police mm -hmm. and 
society, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love that. That's great. I wish I could remember the trooper's name. I don't know if you do, Dave, but we had a we had an accident and the, the trooper was going over the accident investigation with one of the, the guys and he called to meet us because he was going to end up giving our driver a ticket and it, and it was his fault, but we all met me, Dave, and the driver and the... <laughs> I don't and, remember his name, but I, I remember exactly what you're talking about, Jess. Sorry. Yeah, and the and the and the trooper got out. Charlie may remember. His Charlie name. may remember his name. Yeah, the, the driver. Um, but Jr. He got out and he's talking about the accident, and pretty soon he got two uh, Hot Wheel cars out, and he showed us, you know, what went on and how how he thought about it and the whole bit, and we're like. That is the great explanation with two Hot Wheel cars that we've, we, yeah, with, we, yeah. we've ever seen. It, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And the, and the driver understood, and we were all like, okay, you know, and you know, nobody wanted a ticket, but, you know, our fault, and we walked away all smiles. And right. that, I guess when you talk about part of being human and, mm-hmm. and touching us that way, going, yeah, that's, that's what happened. Yep. You know, it was yep. good. And that's it was just a great cool. explanation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was hands down how it happened. So can't argue <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What, uh, what are you guys doing to find people? How are you training? And are you guys shorthanded? We did hear a stat about, was it Denver police? That 50% of the candidates, once they graduate, they don't show up to their first day of work. I did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, our show up they at least show up (laughs) so but yeah we we this is the first time that we've ever ran overlap normally we'll do academy every six months Mm -hmm. and depending on fiscal or needs it'll be once a year maybe this year we had we're going to do i believe three and we've actually overlapped the classes because we need so many people oh wow um uh, between 20 i don't know the exact stats but between 2020 and and today I, i we have to be down almost, I'd say, 15 to 20 percent. Is that just people retiring or people not like it? Was job? again, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to that, but the last two years were pretty rough, right? right. For everybody, for, for everybody. Know, yep. I'm not just saying police, right? right? Nope. But more, more so for you, more guys. so for I mean, hands, yeah, because we, yeah. if the average person can't see that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of those people that were were eligible to retire that maybe would have stayed on another three five years right. sure yeah just punched out right mm-hmm. and then uh you had a lot of people just this isn't worth it right, right. And, and went and found another line of work sure yeah. so uh but yeah like we're truck driving exactly we've got a couple here now <laughs> do you really yes yeah. nice yeah. what what kept you going during those times um i just think i mean what what keeps you going today i feel today is better than it was two years ago oh, of or course a year it ago is. Way, yes. but you know, we're start. I think that the pendulum is starting to swing right yep. back to where it should be. But what kept you going through those dark days? I mean, we. I have a, a good friend that works for Denver PD and narcotics and the things he went through. And oh my gosh, I mean, they're horror stories. Every time I talk to him, it's like something else. Dude, I thought our job was was pretty rough, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you win hands down. So and, and my hand and my hats off to you know like Denver and Aurora officers. I mean, it's been rough. I mean, right. we deal with the worst of the worst every day right mm-hmm. yep. um but uh yeah I, I don't know just that that dedication i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just quit you know and and yeah i don't know i don't know what kept me coming back <laughs> do, do you think and we're, we're gonna start getting off into the weeds yeah, just because that's, okay. that's how it works right is the younger like the generation coming up today that's just say they just finished graduated from cadet school and starting off you know you just use the term well i'm not gonna quit Right, right. I don't know that 
that the younger generations, and I'm sure every generation has said this about the younger generations coming up, but I mean, we see it more so here than ever that they, why should they stay and do this? Where, where does their grit come from? Because we use the term grit around here. Like That's a good you have to be gritty to do this job. Yep. You know, you have to not to want to quit, right? Yep. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on those those younger people coming up into this? Because that isn't a you don't take the job you have and go, well, if I don't like it, I'm going to quit in six months. Right? Because you've already dedicated six months to training. You know, you went without your family. You're going to forego being with your family because you don't know the hours, the holidays, right. the stuff like that. I mean, it is a life commitment. Correct. And that's that's kind of how I view it. And I don't know if this. And again, because we're all getting older, right? We always think, did 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 generation 20 years ahead of me think of me <laughs> right, right, the same right, way exactly right? exactly um, but yeah you just see a lot of and again human being right we're all human beings and you see the differences and things like that but it's it's weird right and and, and i hate to use that word but there is like in this younger generation that entitlement kind of yeah. you know like well i don't have to do that or i what, yeah I'm, and i'm not just talking to law enforcement Right. Right. Position. Just the contacts you make out in the road or, 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 you know, the interactions you have with the public, but it's definitely highlighted when they come through the Academy. Right. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. We, me and Dave were just talking about that, the and entitlement and, and you always want for your kids, for example, you always want better than your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, you think about the drivers here that we've done when me and Dave started and, and super Dave, you were, you were part of that, you know, we washed our own trucks. We greased our own trucks. We changed the, the flats on our trucks, mm-hmm. and we did all that. But I don't want the drivers today to have to do that. That was, if we can make it better, you know, where you just have to drive because traffic sucks and right. all that kind of stuff, that's what we want. But did we make them feel entitled? Right, did we, because, yeah. yeah now they don't I have see to, what you're saying. Right? Yeah. yeah, they don't have to, you know. They don't, ha- they don't have to grease that truck, you know. And, and maybe maybe if they had to grease the truck, they wouldn't. They wouldn't go through the the dip so hard, or or hit the pothole, or you know fix a flat tire. Maybe maybe they would learn more. But if they had to wash their own truck. Maybe they that. would drive yeah. around the puddle, I, or yeah. slow down on the dirt road, or you know whatever the case may be. That's a great point. Yeah, you know? but it's, I, I guess I do. I wouldn't want them to do it though. It's a way of like perspective, Jim. You know the paradigm kind of thing. Because when we were doing that stuff, I never thought. Well, I hired on as a driver. This isn't my job. I always thought it was my job, <laughs> you <laughs> right? know, yeah. we were changing the oil or doing tires or whatever. Yeah. And, and now it's not that perspective anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm a driver. This isn't my job. Could, but isn't it though? You know, like it comes to pre-trips and post-trips mm-hmm. too, JR. They, we've been told that that's not, I don't get paid for that <laughs> because we don't get paid by the hour. We get paid by the percentage of the Correct. revenue of the truck. Yeah. And we look right at them and say, yes, you do get paid for that because you need to make sure you're the driver, that you're responsible for that truck's safety and that truck's condition on the road. Right. If you find something wrong with that truck, you've got to come to the shop and tell the shop, I can't take this truck out today because the brakes are messed up or whatever. And they, they say, well, I, I, that's not my job, but it is your job. job. Right. It's the yeah. law. Yeah. 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 So what's next? I mean, like you, you were saying, do we, have, do we just have little pre-trip 
trunk monkeys out back that you know remember the commercial you push the you know they pop out and they do the pre-trip yeah then you know they come back at the end of the day and then they do the can we create that that would be that sounds like a job opportunity to me that sounds great yeah yeah Yeah. no you're you're right though yeah and we we preach about it a lot jr because you know back again when you looked you know 20 years ago we had to do that or we had to do a lot of the repairs or we had one mechanic and, and we get on the guys because they can't, They come in and what do we have at night? Mechanics? Eight mechanics, mm-hmm. you guys? Yeah, seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight mechanics. So all they got to do is write it up, JR. Right. You know, they get, you know, if they find anything and it's fixed for them, but they do have to do it. You know, they have to do that post-trip or pre-trip to find that item, mm-hmm. but they don't have to fix it. Right. So just just write it up. You yep. know, it's, it's easy. It. Yeah. yeah, we've made that part easy. And so, you know... <laughs> Getting off in the weeds. Have we made somebody soft? <laughs> and, and, you know, and just to all those drivers out there, you know, and, you know, we discussed, like, I get a lot of that mentality of the drivers out there that, you know, it's not my problem, right? It's it's the cock carriers, right? It's their truck. It's, But we've started to, you know, the, the feds and the regulations have started to lean us towards where we're taking enforcement on those drivers, right, mm-hmm. for not doing a pre-trip, right? Yeah. And that's specifically in the regulations. Driver failed for right. a pre-trip. Yeah. Right? If you come in with a bald-ass tire to a checkpoint, I know you didn't do a pre-trip that morning. Right. Exactly. right? Or you didn't write it up. Exactly. Or you didn't I know care. stuff happens out and, there on the road. And, right. And a bald tire didn't happen today. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll get you for every day that I think yeah. that. But right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's that response, taking responsibility and being accountable. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And we, we try to look at that. We've, you know, we've continued to change that. That's also our failure as, as the carrier or our safety group or as trainers or as teachers or, or whatever that we're in that together. But, but you're right. It's still, they left with that truck. They right. were the last, they were the dam before it broke and yeah. it, and it still, it still yeah. didn't work. They're the captain of the ship. Yeah, the I captain mean, of the yeah. ship. You know, yeah. they there could be a hundred things wrong with that truck, but if you leave the yard with it, that's your baby. Right, but <laughs> used the exact words we talk about every day, and that's, you know, we're back to the, I don't want to get into the generational thing, but that's where it feels where you need to be accountable and responsible. Yep. You know, and, and that's, a, that's a life struggle, it feels like now. Yep. So. Yeah. JR, what's the first thing a trooper will look at when they pull a big truck over? The window tint. <laughs> By the I way, roll the window down so you can't see, <laughs> I see it. it. That's a good I meant, I meant, to, I meant to bring this up earlier. We do have that window tint meter, brother Dave. Yes, I want to test. <laughs> I want to test Jr's windows. Uh, uh, so, sorry, you got me off track. Uh, I, I, I think the biggest thing. I mean, when when we're stopping trucks. It, it, it's it's difficult, right? We've even started to teach um, regular road troopers, regular road officers. They they have a we have a traveling class that goes across the nation of how to stop a big truck, right? Cool. You know what I mean? Because there's all kinds of safety concerns, right? Of like, what? How long does it take them to stop? Where you know can they see you, right? Yeah. You know, you see these rookie troopers behind <laughs> behind the semi trying to stop them with lights and siren, always running from me. Well, the guy can't see you, right? Right. You got to take that other lane, and so it's just you know the learning of of how to actually stop a a commercial motor vehicle, right? Um, I'll tell you from a, a motor carrier safety, and and when we're out, you know, doing inspections and running traffic, and, and it's cleanliness. I, I mean, that's the first because you know, right? Um, if you see a dirty ass truck, I'm going to find something, 
right? Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm looking real hard, but I'm like, this, he don't take care. If he can't take care of the basics, right, then you know he or she can't take care of the basics, then you know there probably doesn't get under that thing at all, right? Um, so, but JFW, you guys keep your stuff tight. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to. Yeah, it's it's it's. We've clean. got a great wash crew. I we, can't. We yes. do. We do. We, we, if if I could high five you, I know we're across the table from <laughs> each other, and we all get smiles on our face. But yeah, Jr. We we preach that because it's it's also if somebody else would drive their truck, but the cleanliness of the truck inside too. Yes. When the when the trooper walks up and you open the door open, and there's the McDonald's bags from the whole week, you know, left in your truck or yep. something like that, or your you know your paperwork falls out of the door. Or, we're glad to hear you say that because right. that's important to us, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the reason we wrote the question down because we want to know what you see when you walk up. And right. yeah, thank you. Great. I'm glad you answered that. Right. Guys? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Me too. You know, cab cleanliness is attached to our safety bonus, right? It's, oh, really? Yep. And uh-huh. it's graded by our truck washers. Uh-huh. So when they grab that truck and pull it into the wash bay, rich, who's been with us for six years or going on seven, I think, um, he'll give a lowdown on that cab, and if it's not in order, and he's a picky dude, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he will check mark it off, and if you miss two of them in one wash cycle, um, or you have two wash cycles in a month, if you miss two of them, you don't get your. That's a great bonus. idea. Yeah, yeah, that's what it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. their office, right? For ten to twelve hours a day. Yep. Who wants to sit in a filthy office? Right. You and know, it's, it's not that it's, it's, it's a healthy. violation or something, right? right. But I mean it's. It's the perception of what, okay, what, what do I have here and how, how much farther am I going to go, right? right? So We talk about that all the time. I mean, as you're walking up from the back of that trailer, you are physically inspecting that trailer all the way until you get to the cab. Correct. You, you are making your judgment calls. You know, oh, look, there's a completely bald tire. Oh, look, your airlines are dragging the deck plate. Yep. Oh, look, you know, the guy's window can't roll but halfway down. Or, yep. You know, I mean, those are, and, and that immediately tells us, the same exact thing you said, and we preach that on our soapboxes constantly. If you can't do the small things, what are you missing? Because they're big, the things. big ones. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good, yeah, great point. Yeah, you mentioned we keep our trucks tight. It's not just the wash bay; it's our night crew of mechanics as well. Yeah. So we have a day crew that fixes the big things, but our night crew they fix all the stuff we broke during the day. So there's no reason a JFW truck should have a ball tire. There's no reason a JFW truck should have anything out of compliance in the morning. Right. And quite frankly, you know, I, I, like I told you before we started, I, whenever I do a safety event like this for a company, Mm -hmm. I'll pull their past inspections. Right. Uh, most recent and JFW doesn't have a whole lot of critical mechanical safety violations. Right. Right. It's all these ticky text little stuff. It's not the big stuff. So that, that tells me that pre, pre and post are getting done and your mechanics are doing a great job. When you so. say we got a lot of little ticky tack stuff, t- talk about that a little bit. How silly does it seem? You know, your comment to us was you thought we would have a better safety score and you look at it and it's all these little BS violations. Right. What's, what's your thoughts on that? I think they're, <laughs> I, they're easily fixable, right? And right. It, it comes back to that accountability and just taking those extra steps, you know, um, you've had five violations in the last, I think it was 18 months for, I know I keep harping the window tent, <laughs> but the window tent, you know, that's seat belts, right? Exactly. You know, and, and, and even though that, that, uh, that window tent is only a one point violation, that's five points, right? right? That's going to stay on there for, for three years. Right. Yeah. 
So instead of having a score of 84, you'd have, you know, you break, you break 80. You know, that's right. what they say in golf, right? right? You know, you break 80, you're down in the 70s. Um, you know, it, not, not to I'm not to you break yeah. 100. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, can you touch on why window yeah. tint is so critical? I was going to ask. Right. Yeah. So, so and, and basically, you know, there's the state statute, right? Uh, but then there's the commercial motor vehicle regulation, right? 393.60, I believe it is. And it says the, win- the windshield and the window directly to the left and to the right of the driver shall not be tinted glazed or anything and it has to allow 70 percent light right to come in um so what we found right and you've all seen you know um those 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 cars with the dark tinted you know i call it ghetto limo right Mm -hmm. ghetto limo tint right and it's on the windshield right that affects right that affects their perception and their of how they visually see things right whether you're sitting at a stop sign or anything like that Perfect example, uh, I had a fatal crash that I did a post, uh, post-crash inspection for, for Erie, on, and it was a tandem, um, and they weren't at fault, okay? They were proceeding down the road, and a car pulled out from a stop sign in front of them, okay? So I did the post-crash inspection, didn't find any contributing factors, but there was a violation of the window tint, right? Mm-hmm. He had dark windows, right? Well, what do you think Frank Azar says? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. that windows was out of regulation. Boom. Right. Right. And it was because that that window tint, right? Because he couldn't see. That's what he's going to tell a jury, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's what I try to stress to company. Uh, companies know it, right? You pay the insurance, right? Depending on your score, that's what you yeah. pay, yeah. right? You understand the liability, right? Yeah. When a crash happens. Yeah. But I always tell drivers, you, you hear tons of lawyer things, right? If you've been injured in a crash and it wasn't your fault, right? The key thing, if it wasn't your fault, call, right? Frank Azar and all these big, they say, if you've been injured in a big truck crash, call. They don't right. care if yeah. they don't you care right. if you were at fault or not. Sure. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so I always tell the drivers that that's your liability as well. And they don't care if you weren't at fault. Well, I didn't run. They ran the red light. Yeah. But you had two brakes out of adjustment, a bald ass tire and window tint that you can see out of the side. What, it, right. what are they going to say in a civil court? Right. right. So yeah. that's what I try to stress there. Huh. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. We call that defendable. That's what our we've had the same insurance agent for years, and he he sets up the scenarios and he goes, "Are you defendable with those tinted windows? We're not defendable. Right. You know, with that ball tire, we're not defendable. Yep. We can't we can't go in there. And that, that's the stuff we preach. And yeah, just to just to help Jr. out, you guys, I, I want to bring it up because he did hit us with that. You know, we thought we'd have a better safety score. So I have the safety. I don't have the safety score, but I have the violations and and. Two of them are seat belts, you guys. You know, and out of we've port. Been, yeah, we've we've out been, of what? Out of port. Out of yeah, port. Yeah, out of yeah. port. You know, cruising in without your seatbelt on in the port. So, you know that Jr. said it a, a ticky tack or that deal. Wear your seatbelts. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, the one of them on here, and I, I didn't see who it was, but uh, failure to maintain a lane. Um, we've got two speeding. We've have a fe- uh, failure to yield yield right of way. Um, we had we one that's a little less, but it carried points with us. We had a misunderstanding over how to run the ELDs, our app. So that was that was pure education. But but like Jr. said, that w- that has a severity weight of one. But like the speeding, that was a ten. 
you know, and it, like you said, it stays on there for three years. Um, we had a couple here recently that uh, the their driver's license is suspended, you know, and maybe when we ran it or maybe we missed it when we hired you or whatever, but it's up to you to know about your driver's license. That that carried a severity of eight and, and five. Yeah, that's a... It's a, it's a big deal, right, JR? I yep. mean, yeah, and look know. at how many of those, Jim, that we have found that the driver still doesn't know about. And, right. and we're doing our due diligence constantly. Yeah. And, we, I mean, we found several, and the driver's like, I didn't know my license. Yeah, I think. Had no was, idea it was, you know, right? canceled or held up or whatever. You know, and we've ran into. associated with their medical card. Right, Absolutely. I was about to say, right. a lot of that's DOT med it, card stuff. Yeah. It is, but, I yeah. mean. Still, still suspended right that (laughs) that goes back to accountability and responsibility right right? i mean at some point you were notified by letter right right you know if as long as you live in the same house probably for the last six months or the address on your license matches or you know i mean you're back to that doing the right thing yep you know so yeah and just to look down the list you guys when and we're not trying to to bash you guys you know and it's all about you know you hear us talking about it a lot of podcasts this podcast today but Here's 11. I have 12 violations in front of me. I had to go through 11 of them before I got that there was something wrong with the truck. You know, it's a, a hose chafing. So the other ones are, are a driver violation, and we can, we can be better. We can mm-hmm. do a better job. Yep. Yeah. You know, and the, the majority of those, yeah, two of them were, were for seat belts at a port, yep. right? Which the new trucks will have red seat belts. So you really can't miss that. Right. So we're even more obvious. But like I mentioned to JR already, and everyone else knows, the new cameras pick that up if you don't have your seatbelt on. But what we run into, and I'm going to say nine times out of ten, hey, I got stopped for the state patrol, and they found such and such. Oh, really? What? Why did you get stopped? Oh, well, this is what they found. No, why did you get stopped? Why well, I, I was going too fast. There was a reason you got stopped. <laughs> right. Was right? it like at a checkpoint? Or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was a reason you got pulled over. Right. <laughs> and it's just that always comes out at the end of the story, <laughs> right? You know? And those moving violations, like you discussed, are, are they're, they're high point values, yeah. right? right. Uh, even if you're not given a ticket, um, they're, right. they're high point values that affect the company's score and the driver's score, right? Yeah, yeah. Can, can you touch on that some more, JR? So I'll, I'll set it up. So we have drivers come in that the, the trooper gives them, you know, the inspection. The, the inspection and says, listen, this is not a violation. I just want to clarify, yeah. Jim, a driver vehicle inspection. Yeah, driver vehicle inspection. Yep. And it's, you know, he goes, hands it to us and goes, oh, I didn't. He said it wasn't a violation, but a ticket violation, not a CSA violation, right, JR? Yeah. Correct. Can you- so, so, I mean, most, most of the time they'll say well um, this is not a citation right this is an inspection and here's you know these are the violations that i noted on the inspection (laughs) so it's they're telling this isn't a citation right right? but there are violations on there yes right absolutely and 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 again they all have point values yeah i always tell the guys it's a violation there's a violation code right next to it yeah so they may be getting confused with the guy telling them it's not a citation yeah right they're forgetting about the violation part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so frustrating for us because they're like, oh, that's, that trooper was the coolest. He didn't, <laughs> he give, didn't give me a t- he didn't, Yeah, he didn't give me a violation. <laughs> it's like, bro, 395.2, like, you got right. a violation. Yeah. 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 yeah, you had two airlines chafing or whatever the case may be, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, because I, we do offer a $50 cash for a clean inspection. For a clean yep. inspection. Yep. Any we, level? Uh, level one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, have to have your shit in order to get, <laughs> get, to get your 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we take care of the registration and insurance. <laughs> yeah. That level three, no. Yeah. 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 Congratulations, you have a valid yeah. driver's license. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, but on that, JR, the, the CSA, the company has a score, but the driver also has a score that goes with him, that follows him, correct? They do. So, and, and basically it comes down to, and I know the question I'm going to get, I can already hear it through the airwaves here, but <clears throat> we'll talk about, the CSA scores is, is the company has that safety score, and it's based upon um, violations from inspections. It's based upon tickets, conviction of citations from the drivers, and then crashes. Um, so they, they have a safety score. Well, those driver, the driver also has a safety score, if you will. So every violation that they get on that inspection, right, depending, has a point value, and that, that will follow the driver. Right. Um, and, and that comes down to the PSP, which is the pre-screening um, program that they have. Um, if they were ever go to another company, that, that carrier company can look at their PSP score. Right. Um, and it also goes for enforcement. Right. When we come in on a compliance review, um, we'll take a look at the, un, the all the drivers. Right. It'll show us red flag drivers. It'll show us um, um, drivers with high scores. Uh, high safety scores that we need to pay attention to, right? So they, they do have scores. Mm -hmm. And I know the drivers are asking, well, where can I see that? Well, you can't, right? Ah. But, you know, <laughs> there's the catch, right? Um, there's the catch is you can't see it. But as a professional, as a professional driver, you know what it's violations true. you've gotten over the last year, right? Right, yeah. Or two years for that matter. Right. Um, so that, that's what I always tell the drivers on that. And as you, as you were talking, um, <clears throat> things have kind of changed where you're not so much uh, concentrating on the, on the company, but also the driver when you go in for your investigations in a company. Is there anything yet, or do you think it may be down the line, where they're, they're fined, the driver's fined? Because I know there's a fine usually that goes along if we're in violation as a company. Correct. And so that has steadily increased. Uh, it, COVID kind of shut everything down because it went, everything went kind of off site. Kind of, I think you guys had an off site. We did, we right? Had, yep. Um, the feds aren't, they haven't worked in three years, right? From, except from their basement, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. They haven't left their basement. Yeah. But we do on site. So when we come out in that on site um, and, and we sit down, we find those drivers that, that the company were coming in to focus on that unsafe driving basic, right? And do that investigation on that. Yeah, we, we have. Prior to 20, we started, I think we had three to four cases in 19 on specific drivers for uns that unsafe driving basic, right? We've mm -hmm. also done them on hours of uh, fine or case them. We call it case, but it's a fine on the hours of service, right? False logs, things like that that, that are intentional, sure. right? Yep. So this isn't just, and those aren't fines like you get that $50, you know, speeding ticket or $75 seatbelt ticket right these are substantial fines that could you know a thousand to two thousand you know three thousand per occurrence you know if it's a critical or acute kind of violation so right yeah. yep. Yep. right yeah. do you think there will be a time that we'll be able to we as a company will be able to look at those personal scores and i guess what i'm getting at is like when we hire a driver i mean dave goes through their driving record you know be sure their license is valid that they have a current medical card you know i mean everything obviously that we're required to and again like i mentioned to you a two-hour culture interview the test drive all of that we could still be hiring a driver that his record is perfect 
but he could have a dozen different little items in that on his CSA on his you know right if if we can't look at that it, it just doesn't feel fair you right. know what I mean almost right? have you ever have you ever utilized the PSP or the the portal or the yeah the pre-screening program I think it costs a little bit of money, it like does. everything does, right? Per search, exactly. So, um, but yeah, if you have you ever used it, I think I, I, I think I, as a company okay. we can we can search for that. Okay, gotcha. but the driver can't, right? Yeah, Correct. Correct. Yeah, the driver. yeah, the driver can't, but we can. Okay, but and I don't know because I've never done it, right? I think so a I don't, driver can. Can they? I think they can. If okay. they if they pay for it, they have to pay, pay for, for it, it, just like yeah. we do. I feel like I just recently got on that website, and I don't know if I ran it as JFW, if I ran it as me, but there was nothing on there. I was like, okay, well. I can I mean, actually, would- you know, th- things constantly change with the technology and everything like that. I can definitely follow up with the feds, right, and, 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 and find out for sure and get back with you. Maybe you could just have an update on a future podcast yeah. of, like, if, if, the, if drivers can access that then I can get that info to you. Great. Well, that would just be a great, it's just another tool to arm ourselves, right. you know, with a new hire coming in or our current people just to get started, Yep. you know, so just to take a look at things. That's Well, it, it, yeah, not to interrupt you, Dave, but it gives you that because all, all we're looking at is the the tickets, you know, there's the violation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, again, we're, right. we're looking at the citations, <laughs> not the violations. And maybe there's somebody when we hire them, like you're saying that we can go, hey, you you, you have a habit of not wearing your seatbelt. That doesn't work here. Yeah, we could have right. a guy that has five, you know, six to ten mile an hour over inspections. Right. And that was the reason he got stopped. Yep. But lucked out, never got a ticket. ticket. Never got a citation. Right. Yep. And so, I'll be quite frank. I mean, my motor carrier, you know, troopers, we don't write a lot of citations, right? Unless it's a an egregious moving violation, right? Sure. Um, or, or it's a false log, right? Like... You know, we're not going to write you for a, a license plate light out or, or you know what I mean? Or yeah. a, uh, you got a breakout of adjustment, anything like that. So, um, yeah, I just, you're, you're going to miss a lot of that. You look at the MVR, right. you're right. not going to see right. their it's violation. It's just not there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What would be the one thing you would ask us uh, as truck drivers to make your job easier? Specifically speaking, because I'm a metro um, and, and the specific line of work that you all do, is cover your loads. <laughs> That's the biggest complaint we get in the metro, right? Yeah. Because you have a lot of Karens out there, right? That, oh, they busted my windshield. Even though they were covered, they did everything legal, something came off the road and hit it, right? Right. I mean, it's Adams County, right? Have you right. ever seen a clean shoulder in Adams County? Yeah. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. So things come up, they hit the, I, I always tell, if it, even though you're not required, right? It has to be an inch, you know, anything inch or less, you know, and you're going more than two miles has to be covered, right? I get that you may be doing some concrete, you know, break up concrete and has rebar sticking out and that'll hurt your tarp. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, the, I know that's a very tic-tac little yeah little thing but yeah we fight those all the time yeah we broke our windshield and we're either empty or we were carrying sand but exactly we did lose a case recently with our own insurance company because <clears throat> the lady was like oh your tarp was open in the back <laughs> it's like yeah that's the way it's designed yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but and it fits state statute and it also fits the regulation for cargo securement right right it's not sifting blowing leaking Right, you yeah. know, spilling. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you—I I very rarely see uh, JFW untarped. 
right? Right. Even when you're empty, I see them tarp, right? Because <laughs> right. it's perception, right? right? Absolutely. You know, it's perception like, oh, that just came off my, you know, that came off of him. It broke my uh-huh. windshield. I want them to pay it, right? Um, and you're empty, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, but if the perception is it's covered, you know what I mean? Even if it's a button, right? You don't have to get out and manually do it. Right. So I'm asking. Yeah. It is. I always, ask, I always ask when I do the drivers, like, do you have to get out and physically do it? Or is it just a button? Because if it's just a button, push the button. Right. right? There you you go. have so, no yeah. idea the maintenance on those, on, on our tarp systems, because right. we have, so in the last two years, we've updated, I think, 65 trailers. And they've the manufacturer switched to an even more powerful. It's actually a winch motor that rolls Does our tarp. tarps back, right? So we sit there and we just press a button in the cab, and the tarp extends and covers the load. And when it gets to the end, you have to let off the button. Well, that tarp motor has become so powerful that if you do that day in, day out, load after load after load, we've started tearing the motors out of the front Ooh. of the trailer. So we've actually had to lessen and put a smaller breaker in so because it happens when you extend it and when you retract it right because it's retracting all the way up so when it gets all the way retracted you have to stop it as well but my point is i mean on a daily basis we will have a driver call and go hey my tarp isn't working and you know we'll have another truck that because we need to find out a is it in the truck is it in the trailer what piece is broke you know can we have another truck pull up next to them put their cord to it get it tarped if we're delivering close to here we'll deliver the load then come in here and get it looked at but i mean our, I would have to tell you it happens minimum three times a week we have a truck in here with a tarp. Wow. So, I mean, it is just constant maintenance for us that, I mean, obviously we've been dealing with it for, I think that went in in the 80s, you know, if if (laughs) I'm not mistaken, the early 90s for the tarping. But, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's something that, I mean, let's face it, our industry, the end dump side of trucking, Mm -hmm. we're the worst industry there is. And that's what we tell every driver that comes here, we want to be better. You know, and we read you our creed, and, and the only way we can be better is together. Right. So every line in our creed starts with together. together. Everything we do here is together. There is no stand at the top and point down or anything like that. I mean, we have to do it as a team. Our drivers out there are, are our front line. We tell everyone, you have two jobs here. We, we have two positions when you hire on at JFW. You're either a driver or you're driver support. <laughs> that's the two positions at this company both jim and i jam and super dave we're driver support in this room all we can do is you know help teach our guys make them better you know guys and gals that work here and and you know that's the goal and again getting off in the weeds but i i don't know how else to do it but it's collectively as a group you know if we have it, it it's just easy to sit back and we have one guy make a mistake or gal make a mistake well then you're tarnished right you look at every red truck out there, and right. it's hard not to pull that back, you know? Yep. And, and that's just a generalization in life, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, hopefully that comes with age that goes, well, not every red JFW truck's a bad driver, right. you know, just just that one. Right, yep. <laughs> you know, well, so. completely, it's a great yeah. philosophy. Yeah. And, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, and if you, if you don't mind, JR, to put you in this, yep. in this boat, your driver's support. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what you're yeah. out there doing True. your job. You're making you're it. Correct. You're, you're correct. Make, you know, yep. you're making sure we're doing it right and the driver's doing it right. You're yep. just as much support as we are in here. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. JR, how familiar with uh, JFW were you before three weeks ago when we invited you on the podcast? I think I've had a couple of inspections, but nothing okay. in depth. Got right. It. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, it's great to see the philosophy you all have here, and uh, I, I'm very impressed. 
Nice. So, yeah. And your interaction was our driver polite and professional? From what I, I think it was about a year ago, I think I found it. Well, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was good to go. Yep. And that's what I always tell drivers on these inspections. You know, even when you get an a-hole, right, you know, during an inspection, whether it be Denver or, um, <laughs> you know, anywhere else. And there's violations on there. I, I always tell the drivers when I go to these talks, don't argue with them, right? right. Just because that's just going to make things worse, right? Yep. And they're going to dig deeper and, and all this. There's a way a lot of drivers don't know, right? I'm sure you've done the education, but there is a process. Even if you don't get a ticket, right? If you get a ticket, you go to court because, and you, you say, no, this was not right. And you fight that ticket, right? But if you get an inspection on the side of the road and you get violations, mm -hmm. but not a ticket, you can still fight those violations, right? right? It's yep. called a data queue process. And, and the, your management group here knows absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, well about it. So there is a process for you drivers to, to, to argue your case when it comes to those violations. Sure. So Yeah, I think the only thing, JR, that we run into is where we ask the driver to call us or anything. You know, obviously, seatbelts are seatbelts. You're not going to argue that. The only thing we really, uh, I guess, is when the truck's weighed, we've had a lot of times where the math is wrong or the, they just have weighed it wrong, right. and the driver will call us and go, hey, listen, they just wrote me a ticket for uh, making it up. I'm 2,000 pounds on an axle, but I scaled out. I did this. I know I'm this. I'm like, walk back over and ask if you can reweigh. Don't Don't be a shithead about it. Just go, okay. hey, this is what I did. I am trying to educate myself. This is where I thought I was. And, and a couple of times we were right, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the officers like, or the troopers like, yeah, Bad math, right. you know, I missed it or, or whatever. But that is about the only time we, we have that situation where we like, learn something, go back and discuss it with them. That's, you know, we tell them it's, it's your job, JR, right? Right. That's yep. what you're there for. Yep, exactly. And I wish I could, you know, that was one of the questions on here was the reways that, mm -hmm. you know, that we right. touched on there. Um, troopers don't have scales. We don't weigh, right? Um, we only kind of enforce what's on that load ticket, you know, and, and, and the gross is what we do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Troopers aren't very smart. We can't do math. So the bridge weight and all that <laughs> axle kind of stuff, I'm like, that's too much. Just give me one number. I'm good, right? Yep. Um, but um, so I, I can definitely ask the port, some, some of the supervisors at the port of entries, uh, again, in that follow-up, um, why, why is it difficult to get a reway? Yeah. If they know, can they just go back on? You know, And that might not be the correct question that we asked because – these have been more at portable scales. Yeah, not okay. Not not you. I, I think one not, time we no, had no, it I, at yeah, a port. Yeah, yeah, at a port of entry. Yeah, but I mean, these have been more at portable scales. So yeah, Are, yeah. do you they know your you, state patrol? You, right, right. You yeah. know as well as I that could be Arvada, that could be Denver, Correct. that could be Wheat Ridge. Yeah, right. Yeah. That yeah. that has hired because if I'm not mistaken, don't those cities or counties don't they hire the motor carrier to come in and do that because it. We, f we feel like it's the state patrol that's running the van or the portables, Correct. but we're in Wheat Ridge or we're in Denver. Right, or because they don't have scales. Okay. Right? Like Wheat Ridge okay. doesn't have scales. Aurora okay. doesn't have scales. Denver does. Okay. Yeah, Denver right? does, yeah. And, and one of, I think one of your nemesis, Corey Donahue, do you, from DPD. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do Officer you really? Donahue? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> has retired. I love Corey to death. He was a great inspector, right? Wow. It, he, yeah. he really cared about safety and stuff like that. But to keep his, I think, <laughs> wow. the city, you know, the, that traffic unit probably looked at it as revenue generating. So of he, course. He, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. 
So, and, and I feel partly responsible because I give him a set of scales. That... <laughs> I've had two interactions with him, yeah. and they were very cool. Oh, yeah. Corey, he's he, a great guy. He and he's retired. He on and yep. treated me well. And yeah, great one, one is another excellent story. So I actually was training, right? And I, I was in the passenger seat. My trainee was driving, and it was on our fourth load, okay? Going right down I-25, pulled me over 58th Avenue. And uh, <laughs> he said, can I see your scale ticket? And I gave him... You're not going to like this, but I gave him one from like 8 a.m. <laughs> and it was 78,000 or whatever. And he's like, okay, well, this is a couple hours old. Give me all your scale tickets. It's like, ah, all right. Because I knew I was like 83,000 on right. the one. So I gave him all four of them and he looked at them. And uh, he was so nice, JR, because he looked at it and he says, well, I see the loader operator just got you a little heavy on this one. Because all of my other tickets were good, but he did. You know, you ask, you're sitting in front of a big pile and getting loaded by a loader that can fit about 10, 12 tons right. in one bucket. And you're asking for 26 or 27 tons. And, you know, I mean, can you figure out what a ton is on the ground? A, pot, a ton of, of sand. Right. It's not much. Yeah. It's about that tall and about that wide, right? So anyway, he got me a couple tons over and uh, not even a, a ton and a half. But anyway, he gave me my tickets back and said, thank you very much. Tell the guy to lighten up a little bit on your next round. That's good. That's a good story to hear. Yeah. yeah and I was that. like, thank you so much. And here I've got this trainee with me and everything. I'm like, we're getting a ticket, Bob. <laughs> you know, but it, it was very cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. But he has since retired. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's funny. Trying to. Another guy just trying to do it right. Absolutely. Keep, keep us doing yep. it right. Yeah. But back, and I'm sorry, uh, but back to that. So the mobile, the mobile, uh, specifically the Metro Mobile uh, van will go out and work with other cities. It's not like they're paid by the city to go out oh, and work. Oh, I see. They'll go out okay. and work because they have jurisdiction anywhere, right? Okay. Because uh, they're, they're state. So sure. that's why sure. they, can, they can move around. And I think Colorado Springs may have scales, Fort Collins. And Denver are the only ones I know here in the metro. I think Broomfield does. Do they? I think so. Okay. Th those seem to be the portables are where we seem to run into the yeah, way. Gotcha. And and it it feels as though it's just chaos in there because, you know, I, I'm making it up. Of course, you always make things bigger than they are. But right. like, ten motorcycles are running around that have pulled in thirty different right. trucks, <laughs> and there's no place to park. And like, you know, they're keeping straight. 20 licenses and registrations yeah. and hey this guy needs inspection and you know it's there's a lot going on right and and we've just always felt a few times that has happened yeah when they, i they're like no you're, you're just, you don't waste our time you're overweight right you know what i mean and and a couple of them we you know one was out here at adams county at the state patrol building on vasquez right off yeah, 76 80, yeah, yeah and i the driver called and he's like dave i'm i there is no way I'm overweight. I checked. They've been there all day. I, I mean, I've checked every act. I'm good, and they will not reweigh me, you know, and I ran out there. It was kind of funny, JR, because I, I parked, and I was a long ways out of the way, and I went and spoke with the driver, and he said, yeah, they won't let me reweigh. They're writing my ticket right now, and I walked up, and it was as though I was a villain approaching, <laughs> you know, these guys, and they all, it was almost as though hands went to their hips, like, why is this, who's this guy, you know, and I'm like, I, guys, I just want to see if we can get our way, and, you know, they literally just pulled him around and checked, and it's like, oh, he is good to go, you know, and everybody was like, oh, somebody did something wrong, and it was all dismissed, but it, right. it oh. took a little bit of, of coaxing. Yeah, you had to you work know? at it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I which, apologize for that. You shouldn't. I, 
you know, unless it's a unsafe, you know, if we got you on the side, you know, of course, five yeah. and like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to back you up. But yeah. But yeah. I, I, I would give you that benefit of the doubt. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. That's, that's how troopers are trained. That's the one biggest thing where tra- you always give the benefit of the doubt. Always. Right. right? If there's that little inkling or, you know, if it, it could be true, it's true. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but, the, that, but that's the other thing though. Sorry to interrupt you, Jim. Okay. Sorry. Is, is that, but you have to know your job. Right. You, you got to be that educated. Dri- yeah, that driver has to know his weights. Yeah. Right. You know, you can't go, oh, I think I'm overweight. Yeah. No, are you or not? Right. You know, well, did, mean, you, did you check the axle? You know, are you overgross? And you have to look at it from their point of view, too. The bulk of probably end dumps that they're pulling in there overweight. could overweight. be right. or are. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. let's face it. We have guys that have driven to a port of entry straight from a pit delivering a load. And been over axle because they didn't check their axles. Uh, well, I was seventy eight thousand. I thought I was fine, but you didn't check your axles. axles right. You know, and we just to to keep you up to speed, Jr. on on our equipment, we've taken and added. We have airway. They're not air scales, but we found these gauges that are digital gauges that convert the air pressure to pounds, and they are extremely accurate per axle. Like per axle, really? it, it won't do steer yeah, axle because group, group of axles. Yeah, so yeah, it'll tandem. do your drive axles and your tandem axles, and the way our trucks are configured. I don't want to say we can't be because, you know, then that'll happen. But right. we almost can't be overweight on our steers. So you just gauge your, your drive axle and your trailer axle. And it's a two-inch gauge. It goes right in the dash, reads huh. how many pounds. And it, I mean, you can be 33.6 on your drives, pull your trailer. or Well, you just look at the dash, right? right? And you're like, oh, I'm 38,000. I'm over on my trailer. That's slick. And we try and give these tools. And we've talked about this on this podcast constantly. It is such a big pet peeve of mine. When we're giving you the tools to use, you've been trained how to use them, but you don't. And it is just, you know, it's back to the accountability and responsibility. And those are the things that we, you know, that's just life. Those are things we go through, but we've given every tool we've asked and provided every opportunity, but it has to be done. It has to be used, you know, so you have to push the button. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. The other example with the uh, with the reway was down on two eighty five in Kipling. Yes. The Kipling. Yeah. So <clears throat> same thing. Driver had a legal scale ticket, and uh, he called and said he's getting an overweight ticket. So brother Dave here like dispatched me down there. I get down <laughs> there, and uh, we asked for a reway, and they did say it's too dangerous to back him up. Right. Even though we weren't really close to that fog line, they had a nice wide spot. Well, like, can he drive around? Yeah. No, he can't drive around. He could do something to his load if he drives around. Right? Okay. So I tell Dave. Dave's like, no, let's call the supervisor. We get the supervisor on the phone. The supervisor's like, well, they got hand scales. And they had to break their hand scales out. out. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were really pissed off at that. <laughs> so we got the reway with the hand scales, and the guy's doing the math, and he comes up with like 83, 300 pounds. He's like, you see, you're overweight. I'm like, well, this is a secondary road. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it was lack <laughs> well, of training. Right. But, yeah, like we, we do fight those if good we for feel you. right. Yeah. Yeah. And you should. So. And, and that's where we need the driver involved. Right. At that moment. Right. right. Yeah. You yep. know, so, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys are scared to plead their case. They don't right. know what to right. do. Or, they are scared to death I mean, in those just, situations. We just had a guy have an accident, and him and the other driver that was in the accident, they didn't want to talk to each other. You know, the cops weren't coming. It was like everyone was on accident alert. There was no injuries. And, like, 
here's two people that don't want to talk about what happened. <laughs> happened. You know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, was it? yeah it's, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, we've learned that speed, space, distracted driving, and fatigue are the four major causes of truck crashes. Any one of those stick out to you? Uh, definitely the, the distracted. And yeah. when we talked about distracted, everybody thinks phones, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the main one. Don't get me wrong. But um, there's food. There's, there's, you had a fight with the spouse last night. You had, I mean, you could be distracted by anything, right? Because um, the only thing you're doing, you should be doing when you're driving is what? Driving, driving right? right? We all know that, uh, especially you, all you professional drivers out there. But um, we do get, we do see a lot of commercial motor vehicles, right? It is a regulation, a lot of commercial motor vehicle drivers uh, using the handheld phone, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about those points, the safety points. So if you get a DUI in a commercial motor vehicle, um, uh, just your, I'm not talking about your license, right? Points and all that, that that's going to be something different. But your safety points, that's 10 points. Right. right. If you get a ticket for texting or using a handheld mobile phone, that's 10 points. Right. It's the same as a DUI. Wow. Right. Because they've recognized they cause more crashes. Right. right. Then I'm not saying DUI is good. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I, I'm saying, you know, we, you know, 38% of our crashes, I think last year were alcohol or drug, drug uh, involved. Right. That involved drug or alcohol. So what's that other 62%, right? I know we, right? It is. It's phone. I mean, I know we hit cows out in Weld County every once in a while and that kills somebody. But it's phones. It's distracted, right? Yeah, Yeah, at least if you're drinking, your eyes are on the road versus if you're on your phone, you're not even looking. (laughs) So you're drunk and on your phone. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it, yeah, it's... Jam, you've said that I don't know how many times, right? I understand what you're saying. But it yes. sounds so ridiculous, but you're trying to drive home the point. Yes, you're you are impaired. You shouldn't be driving. You shouldn't have alcohol in the car. But you're making the point. Your eyes are on the road still, right? Right. I if a drunk, drink, yeah. I better pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if a guy's had you know three beers in thirty minutes and he gets in the car to drive home, number one, he shouldn't be doing that. But Jam's point is. At least his eyes are probably focused on the road because he's focused. Right? He's like, I don't want to get. When that over phone that. is in your lap, you're you're not right. even looking at the road. Yep. You right. know, and it, yeah. it's yeah. It's, and that's the other thing we find is when people are texting and driving or on their phone, they don't want people out there to see. Right. So they hold their phone down. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, you know, absolutely. To me, if you're gonna text and drive, do it up here. At least up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Your ELDs <laughs> by regulation, right? If you're required to have an ELD by regulation, state they must be mounted at drivers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Vision level. Yeah. There absolutely. Because yes. they don't want you taking your eyes off the road. Off the road, right? Yeah. And it's right there. So no, that that comes back to the aim high and staring right. with the Smith exactly. system. Yeah. If your eyes are up, you can see things. If they're down, you can't yep. see anything. Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. We're you, taught the same. We're taught the same thing for emergency driving. So, yeah. Nice. Um, the the one thing I do want to say, and, and this is on our legislators, if they're ever listening, but um, we are worldwide, so you know. Well, well I like that. Yeah, there's a good chance um, that they they need to make they need to. I, I, there's not many things I like from California, but they do have. You know, you can't use a handheld phone, even in a passenger car, right? In in California, right? Uh, if an officer sees you on it, right? They need to make it a primary. They need to do that. Yes. Right? I agree. 100%. I think New York's the same. I mean, is it? I think so. Even if it's a safety thing, I mean, we've all all faced it. How many times are you at the light 
and somebody's on their phone. At least they're not doing it while they're driving, but the light changes and nobody moves. Right. I mean, it has to help yeah. so many things yeah, when that, you're driving. That you know. me off. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe you're three cars back and somebody's sitting there at the red light and it turns green and then the light's a short one and three cars go through and you don't make Correct. it because right. that dude up yeah. front was on his phone. Right. This is yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, it would help so many things. I've become the honk instantly guy instead of waiting. I mean, because they're, they are not looking. Right. I mean, you can see their heads down. Yep. I mean, you oh, can yeah. read it. It's as you drive all day. I mean, I guarantee you tonight driving home, I'm going to see three people texting. Their heads are going to be down. They're not going to be focused. You know, we can be behind a car. You know, Jim and I carpool three days a week. And uh, you'll roll up on a car and we're all going the same speed. And then all of a sudden the car just slows. Yep. And you're like, you you start focusing on what they're doing and their heads down or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, whether they're dialing or not, they're still distracted, right? And then you start to go around them and they, oh, oh, something's, you know, and then they speed up and you're like, ah. Just put the phone down and drive. And our, our illustrious uh, legislators a couple years back, um, you know, they, they were so proud of themselves because they made the texting and driving penalty more, um, almost doubling it and adding some more points to it. But they added so many caveats into that statute now huh. that, that, that we have to, as troopers, I have to observe it, right? And then I have to, I have to prove careless driving, right? Mm. So I can't just see them going down the road if they're staying in their lane, if they're doing the speed limit. Oh, wow. Do you see what I mean? I do, And it also stays stopped. Like, if they're stopped, they they can't be. And I'm like, they just took all the teeth out of it. And I, it just. Right. Because the carelessness is the texting to start with. To start with. That's not, yeah. Whether they're swerving, going up and down, whatever. Yeah. 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 So that's frustration yeah. and, it is. And, and we've got the cameras right jam i mean samsara is starting to pick that up and help with, help with that yeah and knock on wood yeah knock on wood we don't have a lot of distracted drivers. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. i mean we did with the with the geotabs but i think i think that's curbed right yeah yeah, yeah so because we even had one jr that the driver stopped in traffic stopped nothing else going on hadn't used his phone because we caught it on camera but then he he got the phone out sitting and was looking at it and doing whatever with the phone but he let his foot off the brake oh. and rolled into the car in front of him. Ah. And it was, it was like, yeah, and, but from and there, pushed him for a little yeah, while. From there, like, really? like yeah. he, was, he was texting and then like something, he felt something, <coughs> he, he looked up for a second and then went down and started pushing the car. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. That was his last day. And we you know, had it all on the old camera system. We could see what went on and, yeah. you know, you, yeah, kudos, they did it when they got stopped, but look what happened. Right. So just, you know, yeah. like, it was stopped in a lane of traffic. Yeah, it's still, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, it was two lanes of traffic, both cars, you know, both lanes backed up for hundreds of feet, right. you know, multiple, multiple cars. As a matter of fact, we pushed the car so far that you could see the guy in the front camera. He's like, <laughs> trying he's to gonna, well, he was going to push him into the next car, uh, Yeah, you know? And it, this was all happening at one mile an hour, two right. miles an hour, you know? I mean, yeah. you could walk faster than it was happening, but it was happening. Right. It was real, huh. you know? So that's... The other indication I get a kick out of is when there's a double left turn lane or a left turn lane, and they start going, and then the car in a straight lane goes because they haven't been paying attention. <laughs> right. They're like texting, them like, oh, shit, it's time to go. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, I find I, I do get a lot of following too close because you can tell, like, if you're out on the highways, like at highway speeds, if somebody's like texting they'll get behind a semi ah. and and they'll just hang there right like what are they doing because the semi's doing eight ten less than regular but they're sitting there and they're falling too close why because they can kind of gauge 
by right. not looking at the road because right. they got that big ass uh, you know trailer right there and yeah. they're sitting there texting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, next thing you know, they get off on the exit. They weren't even trying <laughs> to get go get fuel. You know, go, <laughs> right. to the, go to the truck stop. How did I get go at the to, truck stop? Why I am I, why am I taking you, a shower a here? on this subject too? Because we're talking about how people are not doing the right thing, right? And you are out there every day, frontline dude. Uh, do you ever just get discouraged from what you see? Like, and we do too, because we, you know, we deal with it more from an employment standpoint, right. you know, but from the things you see, do you just be like, wow, I, I just can't believe it. Then even get discouraged with, I don't know, humanity in general. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, and I think maybe just because I'm go, I'm part of that KMA club, and I'm getting a little bit older. Um, but just the last three to four years, people just don't care, right? They just don't care, like and, it, yeah. and 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 it's all about themselves and things like that, and it gets frustrating. Yeah, and, yeah, and it takes everything in me these days to not let that come out and. In when you're contacting pollute them. you, you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if a portion of that is, is age as well. I think you know so. what I mean? It's yep. just, I, I do. You're, no, you, I agree. You've faced that and, and had to overcome it day in, day out, year after year, yep. you know, and it just, it grates on you. Yep. Yeah. What would be the one thing you witnessed that would make people better drivers? Um, or is there a law that's I know you're talking about texting it, it, it has to be yeah. it has to be that law I, that, that's got to be I mean they didn't even make you know seatbelt is not a primary violation in the state for four-wheelers right uh, so I have to find something else to pull them over for if I see him not wearing a seatbelt I have to find something else to pull them over for oh wow. um, but you're not a good trooper if you can't follow him for two miles and find something. Right? <laughs> so, um, but I, I mean, it's not a, even a primary violation. Huh. And, and, and again, other states like California and they have that. If they, if an officer sees you and that increases their, their seat, their, their, their seatbelt usage by mm-hmm. 20, 30 fold. Right. Right. right yeah. Because they can get pulled over for it and get a ticket for it. Right. So if they would make the handheld phone, um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like primary violation. Exactly. In for C, it gets frustrating for CMB drivers because that is a primary violation because of right. the regulation. Yeah. Right. So if I see, you know, even a driver just sitting there in a you know in a JFW truck sitting there at the stoplight texting, he's he's going to get stopped. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because it's a regulation. So Absolutely. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Huh. What's I, what? I would venture to reach out and say that as a whole, you guys have been pretty lenient on that as such right because i i feel like i see it pretty often you know that and and i don't hear about oh i got a ticket for that or oh this or I got oh, a that. violation for that yeah, yeah yeah so i i i mean you know i i hope you're not lenient on it but i feel like it hasn't really been pushed because that's been in how long has that been a law now in the commercial motor vehicles 3 Four, four years? years, I believe. Yeah, the way time flies, I believe that. Maybe even longer, yeah. Because I, yeah. I felt like it had been in for a year before we really realized it. Right. And it was like, oh, listen, you guys, we need to have, you need to have hand-free mounts, yep. you know, hand-free devices, all of that. This is, this is, you know, real. And I think we looked up the fines at one time and up for that driver, isn't it? It's a pretty outrageous. Oh, it is, yeah. Or, yeah. Yep. Like right? I mean, it's, yeah, a, I don't it's know actually in our about. notebook, Dave. The, the driver, I want to say, is $2,700, and the company is like 
fifteen thousand yeah. dollars yeah. or something. It's, I, it's huge. I think when the fines first came out, that's what brought it to our attention. Is mm-hmm. you know we saw it in like commercial carrier journal mm-hmm. or whatever the case was, and that's when it opened our eyes to it. You right. know, so mm-hmm. yeah. Well, another thing with the handheld with the CMBs, if you get two convictions uh, of that, if a driver gets a second conviction within two years, they're disqualified for driving. Oh, wow. if they have a CDL for sixty days. Wow, wow. Right? that's good that. to know. That. So, yep, and a third subsequent on that is a hundred and twenty, if I remember correctly. Wow. So that's dis- disqualified. That's money, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. work for two months. Yeah, right. right? Hurt, hurt your pocketbook. Yeah. Well, and that's for us. That's an insurance issue. Because our insurance looks yep. at us, and like Jim mentioned earlier in the podcast, you need to be defendable. Right. Right? We can't hire a driver if, even though his his current driving record may be clean, but as you know, they go back in time, mm-hmm. but they can only go back three years. But they are kind of looking at some back in time. If we've got a guy that, hey, five years ago or eight years ago, he had speeding ticket after speeding ticket after speeding ticket. When this goes to court, this guy's not defendable. You know? That's that's, that's an yeah. issue. So, yeah. And it... it it opens our eyes. We we don't want that guy, right? We we want the safe guy. Yep. So yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned it, Jr. Just like Frank Azar, you know, we've had it. Fortunately, maybe just twice, I think, where we where we've been sued in an accident. But you know, that's what we try to preach to the drivers. They didn't sue just us. They did sue the driver. Driver as well. And, yeah. and absolutely. You know, we our insurance company represented the driver, mm-hmm. but it's 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 their living. They're putting in jeopardy right now yep. you know and the and the one driver was a, was a good driver and our fault we we he he choked on coffee is what happened and he found out he had a condition and it happened to him before and you know anything we took care of the accident and, and, it, and it turned out okay you know bad for the people we hit but you know they they were taken care of the, right. the proper way you know our, our fault and luckily not injured yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, not, injured severely. I mean, yeah, they went yeah. back to a normal life. Were they impaired during the rehabilitation time? Of course, yeah. Yeah, we totally yeah. screwed up. Yeah, and, and in the other case, they they brought up the the other driver. Um, not in that that case, but he'd rolled a truck twenty years yeah. before he worked for us, and the, and just kind of like you brought up, they just took us through the coals. Like, did you know that? Did you were you aware of that? And we're like. Yeah, it's on the driving record, but his current driving record for like the last 10 years is spotless. Right. You know, we're not, we can't hold that. And what circumstances did he roll the truck in, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. it's liability. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jr. you spend a lot of time working uh, Clear Creek, U.S. Highway uh, 6? From, from time to time. Yeah. Jeffco is one of my counties up there. Gotcha. Any yeah. advice for our guys coming out of Fry Pit 6 headed down? Headed so, down? The, the last two we had... Fatal. Well, one was a fatal. One was a serious injury crash. Uh, was they were loaded correctly? Uh, I, I mean, they had the right weight, right? The gross weight was correct. Um, but taking though, if if they were suspension issues, right? Mm. Their suspension failed, tipped the trailer, wow. right? And so we started looking at it like, is this from the daily? You know what I mean? Because you, even if you're your low, I mean, that's a lot of weight, right? Yeah. And you're taking yeah. the curves, twisting the and turning, going down yeah, that constant, canyon every you know? day. And uh, one was a shackle on the suspension on the rear tra- trailer, the U-bolt that held the axle and the suspension on there. And I'm like, it, I don't know if it was loose, at, you know, prior to or it just it didn't break. It, it just came off. So mm. is that something that a driver would get on a pre-trip? Does that make sense? Yeah, right. We're looking mm. through or, right. or a mechanic doing their 
yep. you know, we PM or right. I, I don't know. But yeah, they've been suspension issues. Huh. Were those both in 2021? Uh, one was 19. That that I that was the fatal, mm-hmm. and I remember it was 20, and then the other one was 21. Gotcha. So, yeah. the one thing I did bring because you asked specifically about that. So, mm-hmm. do, does JFW utilize um, divisible, um, divisible overweight permits? Yes, we we do. Yeah. Okay, so do they utilize those permits from the fry pit? Don't say anything. Not anymore. Okay, <laughs> this was very eye-opening for me. You know, when right. I started going through, you know, the because we had some questions about that, and the ports had set up one day down at the bottom there on six at, at, at fifty-eight. Sure, and it's eighty. It's eighty-five thousand. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You can't utilize those permits. You know. Yeah. yeah. Now we've had a, a lot of kickback, and we've tried to get our that out to CMCA. Be, you know, because I think good companies didn't really know that, right? Right. right. They weren't trying we, to skirt. No, the, we we, we were using it no. exactly because we yeah. thought we could. Yeah, but yeah. We yeah. no, that stopped. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So did you guys hear that? <laughs> can't can't use it just like we're doing right, right. now, right? Yeah. So, so so nothing over eighty five is what I just heard. Correct. In okay. the canyon, yeah. At right. any time, you know, from from one nineteen down to Highway fifty eight on six there. Right. Okay. And, you know, we got a lot of pushback because, well, then where am I supposed to? Because I can't, I can only take 80 on 70. Right. You know, so I'm like, well, don't weigh heavy. Right. right. I mean, that's the only thing right. you can do. Yeah. yeah. You know? so, you, so. so you guys heard that too. Over the top, 80,000, right? Yes. You don't, you don't load 82 and go over the top. <laughs> that's what we call it when we come down 70. Oh, it was over so the top. Over yeah. the top. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And, we, and we talk about that, that permit that is... For secondary roads, that Correct. is not for the interstate. Correct. Yes, it is an intrastate, meaning no I. And also, just a FYI, we cap, even though those permits are good for 97000 we don't let the guys or girls haul over 92000 oh, Yeah, just because our trucks are so light duty, gotcha. it's not good for the trucks. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not rated yeah. for that. Yeah, gotcha. you're back to the suspension yeah. issues and all yep. that kind of stuff. We're yeah. not, can't, can't do that. Our, yeah. our equipment, we've gotten... Lighter and lighter and lighter tear weights, you know, by design, right? right? I mean, the more legal weight we haul, the more money we make and the right. more money our drivers make. And so that's, we've, we're teetering on the point with our equipment. We are lightweight versus light duty. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're right agree, on yeah. that cusp. So I, I, I mean, you know, and a lot of, a lot of the people that are new to the industry will have a lot of guys, it's their dream. Hey, they, you know, they saved money for 10 years working for somebody else. And they went and bought a truck that, you know, may have six, seven, 800,000 miles on it. And it was a road truck and they're hooked to a side dump and they got that permit. And, you know, they're hauling 98,000 pounds down the road. And that truck was never designed for that. For that. Right. Yeah. And it's 10 years old and it's fatigued and it's got 800,000 miles on it. And it just scares us to death. I mean, that we understand the liability. We, you know, we have the knot in our stomach every day, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for that phone call or the shoe to drop or whatever our hearts sink when that, when, when that happens, right. you know, whether it's us or someone else, the, the liability there is just, it's crazy. Overwhelming. You know, it just yep. is. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. And for us, JR too, the, <clears throat> as long as we've done it over the years and, and we try to give an example, you know, you load Let's say eighty-five thousand. We're on a secondary or whatever, or even eighty thousand. But when you bump up that weight, you know, to try to give them some kind of realization, it's like taking an F two fifty and throwing it on top of the load. Here, I'm fully loaded, but let's throw That's another, yeah. you know, put a put a another pickup on top of it. I'm going to come down the highway, and, and that truck 
just does not operate the same at 80 as even at 85. But you get into the 90s, and that truck is just it pulls different. It stops, di- you know, definitely stops different. But the whole ride about it, and yeah. and if you've if you don't have enough experience, you don't realize that. Right, right. You know, just like you said, going around a corner, whether a suspension failure or not, you can't go around that corner at 90,000 on compared to 80,000. 80, it just doesn't. Yep. Everything is just amplified. Dynamics. I mean, we yeah. talked, you know, last week I was hounding on going around the potholes, right? I mean, our roads are horrible. We're the, we're the 47th worst state <laughs> for roads, right? In, I believe in, that. In the nation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talked about that because we're, we lose airbags. We lose suspension parts. You know, we break things. And, and uh, I mean, every truck in our fleet is less than five years old and under half a million miles. That's our goal. Right. So when I think of an even older truck and I think, oh, my gosh, what's how much worse scenario is that? You know, and we're just so focused. Hi- we're almost hypersensitive on all of that. Because, when, you know, back in the day when Jim and I started trucking, I mean, if, if we were told if we weren't 100,000 pounds, go back and get more. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, that's how it right. was, right? When we started driving and our very first audit, we'll never forget the guy. His name was Rod Northrup. And he stopped a rock trailer that we had that, I mean, he had 30 tons on that rock trailer. And, and that driver was probably 98,000 pounds. I mean, right. I'm, I make the joke. It looks like a piss ant pulling a loaf of bread. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, if that were to happen today, Jim and I would be mortified. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. And. When officer or when trooper Northrop came in to do the audit, Jim and I were like, "We're out of business. We're we're done. How are we going to survive this?" And what an education! I mean, I mean, I call him Rod. You know, we call him Rod to this day right. because he opened our eyes. He gave us the motivation. He gave us the the ability to fix things and educate us. And I mean, we had nothing at that point. We didn't have truck files. We didn't have driver files. We didn't. I mean, we were absolute idiots, right, at the time. But we didn't know any better, right? right? So, I mean, it is still today. Again, you know, before our podcast here, we talked, and it's education. We have to educate ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, every day. It's something new, and you go through that. So every time we've been through an audit, you know, none of them have been perfect, but we feel we get better each time, right? Okay, now we need to do this. Now we need to do this. You know, and you make the change and you adapt and you overcome. Yep. And, you know, that's that's in our creed. You know, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Well, this is how we have to do it. You can't keep doing it wrong and expect to stay in business. Correct. You have yeah. to do it right to stay in business. So that's, that's just one of those things that we preach about. Yep. Um, and one of the big things, JR, that that Rod, you know, when he came in, he said, listen, you guys got to go to Holland Legal, you know, you got to do it right. And when Dave said we were going out of business is because we, we couldn't haul that weights. And we try to tell the story and it's hard for anybody to believe, especially a driver out there. But when we lowered the weights down to 80,000 and started doing it correct, we actually picked up a load a day. Really? Yes. And it's 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 hard to believe because you're, you're adding, let's say you're adding two tons of load but we picked up 25 tons by gaining that extra load because it was just, it was quicker, it was easier, the truck was easier. You're driving it like it should be driven. E- exactly, right? exactly, yeah. JR. It was, it was my, and you know, you tell somebody that, and it, just like you just said, really? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it, it really happened. It was, it was that, good. That was when we focused, we really started to realize, hey, to do this right, our trucks need to be lighter. Yeah. Because back then, to carry the weight, we knew how hard it was on the equipment. So we were buying super heavy trucks, you know, heavy duty. Like we need to carry a hundred thousand pounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. We need to take a different approach here. Huh. And 
to do it right, if we can get lighter and carry this, wait a minute, we're carrying 27 tons legal now, where before 27 tons, we were at 85,000. Right. You know, now we're barely 80,000 pounds, if that, with 27 tons on it. It's like, wow. Can you guys come give some of these safety talks to my other carriers? <laughs> and, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good story. I, we invited that, Rod back when we got our first C12s and the aluminum trailers, yeah. the Ravens. We said, come on down. We got some new real light equipment. Have a look yeah. at this Have stuff. Look, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah we'd, we'd uh, you know, when you say come give it to the other carriers, that's what we want to set that bar, you know, and, and when you talk about our CSA score on, and, it, and, you know, terrible paperwork on our part. You know, we, we got lax on, on that stuff. And it's not an excuse, JR. It's just we're not doing it right, you know. so We didn't here, do it. Yeah, we didn't do it. So when Dave talks about that is, okay, here's the next step. How can we do it better? And, and, and with the technology, you know, we have the apps now. We have uh, different programs. We're tracking hours. You know, we're doing all that kind of stuff in town, having the drivers put their hours in. Their, and it's just, it's just easier. Yep. And, the, and the technology's there. So yep. we continually get better. Good. Yeah, the artificial intelligence with the cameras. And I mean, we were just, that, that like took us light years forward is how I felt because we, be, we always talk, we always preach about being a Boy Scout here. Dave's favorite term is, you know, be a Boy Scout, be prepared, right? And be proactive. So we always talk about being proactive because the majority of the scenarios that our drivers are in, we've been in. Right. Right. I mean, the majority of them. Right. That's part of that Experience. leadership. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Right. So when you talk about that, you have to educate that guy. And that's what's so cool is we went from cameras that made us reactive because all we could do is wait for something to happen and research it to where now the camera's telling us, hey, this is happening right now. You need to take a Fix look it. at it. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's it was that aha moment huh. thinking this is this is amazing. And it, and it really has. I mean, we had a driver. We bought five trailers out of state. And we had a driver make it back with the fifth trailer yesterday. And it, it was so funny. I was listening to him talk to Jam in the hallway. And he goes, I, I, I was able to, uh, you know, he did something on his time and it gave him more time to get back. So he was able to drive slower. And he was like, I was able to get my safety score back up on this last trip. And, right. you know, he was so excited about it. Yeah, it was, that was just awesome. It's so cool to hear that. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that was his goal in that trip. And I mean, he made those five trips. It was super, he made it look super easy, but you know, I also feel that's one of those tools, mm -hmm. right? You can, you can, as a driver, we can have people out there that take that camera and go, Oh, they're just watching me. They're watchdogs. And you know, th that's not a good company or blah, 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 blah. Or you have this guy that he's like, man, it's making me be better. Yep. I got my safety score up here and he's super stoked about it. And that's what you want. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And my hat's off to you because I, I know that shit ain't cheap. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I mean, that's a big that's a big investment. Yeah. You made not just, yeah. but but also in your drivers, right? And 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 I recognize. I'm like, that's a great investment that you right. made, and and I, I don't see it as a big brother type of thing. You know? That's, yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. it's to make us all better. So. Yeah. Dave will probably tell a story because we we got some pushback when we first put the cameras the in. First ones. Two, yeah. The yeah, first two ones. and a half years ago, we yeah. had the, yeah. that yeah. system for two and a half years, yep. yeah, which we had, we had to cancel a contract and. You know, I mean, we, the test that Jam did on these new cameras, I mean, he had to prove it to us that this was worth, <laughs> right? like, <laughs> wait a minute, we've already got cameras. What do yeah, we, you right? know what I mean? Kind of one of those, like, he goes, no, 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 no. This is what this is about. And we tested them. And anyway. Yeah, because yeah, since Jim. we just changed, I'll go back to the story, but since we just changed JR, it was 325000 Wow, was the investment in the cameras over, over the period to have yeah. them put in. 
month. You know, and it, it's a monthly charge, but you look at the five years. Was it more than that? It's 400000 400000 <laughs> Yeah. I know. Who's counting? He knows. Yeah. Yeah. I know because I had to walk up here with the quote. Yeah. You know what I mean? it, was like, it was like, wow. But, but yeah, that saves us so much. But the, the one driver, he was really against the camera. Mm-hmm. And he really, and we're like, listen, this is what we're trying to do with it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then his camera broke, what, six months later, whatever it was. And he's like, when are you getting my camera fixed? When are you getting my cameras fixed? <laughs> I, need, I need that protection. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. I'm, I'm naked, right? I'm naked yeah. out there. Yeah. 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 And we have, we have, Jam takes the time and sends out, puts a file together of near misses from other drivers, which not other, any driver, you know, yeah. just a, anything on the road, Most which you see every day oh, yeah. being out there. But, you know, we just had one yesterday. The driver stopped at the stoplight and, and another truck passed him on his right side in between the light pole. The Not pole, even in a lane. The sho- the shoulder. Yeah, not even yeah. the shoulder. Yeah, it was it's, like, so Highway, sorry, Highway 85. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Highway 85 southbound and 168th. Okay. Okay. So there's a right-hand turn lane only, and yep. our driver was in the right lane going straight. Well, this other driver fit between the light post and our driver. Wow, he had to wow. run up on the curb. Kind of, there was a couple green poles yeah, sticking T-post. up. T-posts. T-posts, probably ran those over. Yeah, and our driver, he, I got to give John Borquez credit because credit, most guys wouldn't even notice because he, he came to the stop, he looked over, and he, he kind of scooted over yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, we could, I have your email. I could send you if you want. Yeah, I, if you don't mind. I, I, yeah, yeah, the I highlight do, reel. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Could, <laughs> I could send you highlight reels, or I'll send you a bunch of stuff we see. But the cameras have exonerated us from so much. Good. Because when we get on scene and we got video proof of what happened, we are at fault occasionally. Yeah. But I would say 85% of the mishaps we have are not on yeah. us. And that, that mirrors uh, like our crash stats right. uh, for, for commercial motor vehicles in the state of Colorado. Does it? it does. It's, it's probably even fatals. It's like 88, eight, uh, sorry, 8% of the time the CMVs at fault and fatal accidents that occur. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Only 8%. Right. So that kind of yeah. mirrors what, yeah. you know, the I believe it. We had a lady try to kill herself in front of one of our trucks, ran wow. right in front of it. She had COVID psychosis, if you can believe <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's what they call that's it. That's what they, they call it. That's yeah. Really? Yeah. But anyway, we were able to show that not only did he, he wasn't speeding, he wasn't texting and driving, he tried to avoid the lady, not only then, but for miles ahead. They wanted to say, okay, well, there's the accident. What was he doing before that? Same thing, driving Perfect. his truck. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Good. So, yeah, again, on Highway 85, we already talked about Clear Creek, yeah. Canyon, the Canyon, and Highway 85, to me, are the, are the two scariest roads for me in Colorado. Yeah. I just and 285. Two, 285. I, 285. I think yeah. the three go yeah. together. Absolutely, 100%. What are your thoughts on Highway 85? You know, somebody wrote down the red lights. Was that your question? I, I, I mentioned that. The red lights. Because it, we do get yeah. complaints out there uh, on 85 uh, concerning semis running the red lights. Right? Sure. They'll, they'll sure. light their horns up, you know, and not even, you know, attempt to stop. Right. It's not the best, you know, when we talk about traffic you know, lowering traffic deaths and things like that, there's three things, right? There's enforcement, there's in engineering, there's education. And I don't, that engineering for the type of traffic that you have out there, uh-huh. right, is you're doing, it's 65, right? So right. everybody's doing 70, you know, yeah. and, and those lights are timed differently out there. There are extended, mm-hmm. right, Be- between, you know, the, those yellow and the red are extended mm-hmm. of what you see in town. And the green doesn't is is delayed, 
Does that make sense? Yes. From the yeah. other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just because of the speeds out there. But, yeah, it's, you know, I always tell, I'll go out there and work red lights, you know, and, and, and it's four-wheelers too, don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but I'll go out there and work red lights, and, you know, they always tell me, well, I'm 80,000 pounds. I can't stop. Doesn't matter. <laughs> slow right? down. I mean, you slow gotta down. slow down prior to, right? <laughs> yeah. And anticipate. Right. That's right? part of you having a professional driver's license. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right? And that's then. Yep. Yeah. That's that's like about you know making a mile back. That light was green. Is it still going to be green when I get there in a mile? Yeah. Exactly. Nope. No. Stale green light. Prepare yeah. for it. That does. I I had totally forgotten about this. So years ago, on Highway 85, they used to have the the yellow uh, sign up there that had the flashing light mm-hmm. on it when the green light was about to change red. Right. And they did away with those. And it, to us, it was such a great tool because as you're driving, you'd, if you got to that point and that yellow light didn't start flashing on that sign, you were fine to go through the good. intersection. Yeah. And then they did away with them. And I thought, what? Mm-hmm. why? Why would they do that? There had to be some type of liability so issue. Like a, do you remember that? Do you, I, I, I do. And they still do utilize that, that, that technology in some ro- on some roads. Right? Yeah. I, I know that for a fact. I don't know out there. A lot of cities, I don't know if you've noticed, do you remember how it had the, the crosswalk, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it would start flashing and right. give mm-hmm. you a time. Yes. That's right. Well, they found that then people just pushed it to up. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course. That so, makes sense. Yeah. So, so that's probably the reason they took those out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When, when to me it was shame. evident, like, hey, when, I mean, I if you it's could. a great tool. I would, I would literally be like, oh, I'm just about to, that's, oh, I'm going to make it. It'd be just fine. And yet if it blinked once. You were shutting it shutting down. It that down. light was right. going to change. You I mean, you make it. Yeah. But yeah. It was 80% plain as day, when we get back to humanity, you see that right. 80% of the drivers are going to what? Hammer down. Right. Yeah. Right. You're spot I'm, on. I'm make that. Yeah. That sounds like a yellow like light that. for the yellow light. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. exactly well, it what it was, yeah. Jim. But I mean, it was, for me, it was just a great tool. Huh. You know, I mean, it was, we, t- and we taught every driver, right? You know what I mean? That, and, yeah. and of course, you know, I, I use the term yet, yet. To be a thief, you have to think like a thief. And what I mean by that is exactly what you said. They would see that yellow light and and Hammer hit down. the throttle, right, yep. and go through it. Where I'm, I didn't think like a thief. I'm like, oh, the yellow light, the light's going to change. I need to stop. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. So there's a reason I, why you know those speed trailers that have, you know, that show your speed as you're going down. Once it gets to ten over, it doesn't show a speed anymore. Uh, you know, it yeah, just it's it just, just like flashes. The red and blue light or something. Yeah. Like exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they don't want people like. Right. Was that a test? Am I oh, how fast? All right, I need to look at Dave's record. <laughs> yeah. Some of them just say slow down. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Turn over and slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same thing with 285. Just just another death trap up there. It is, and yeah. it, and I think it's the I think you know one of the questions on here what, what you know was like what do you think their biggest challenges or something. For safety on the roadways, right? Mm-hmm. In this current time that I've noticed, well, it's too many people, right? Right, mm-hmm. and and that's never going to stop. That's right. never going to go away. These roads, a lot of these roads, and you know, especially Boulder County and Adams, for that matter, weren't made for this amount no. of traffic at all, right. right? And then you know, you get that 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 humanity issue again. I mean, two eighty five is nuts, right? right? And and everybody, it's like you know. 285 500 out there right <laughs> they always try to get you know in you know they don't want that passing lanes coming up and right. boom boom yeah so you know it's i, I don't know if there's a solution for that mm. right? we use the term the green flag dropped oh yeah you know what i mean yeah yep. yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah yeah if you are you going there because we 
a lot of the guys will get on the radio and go, well, the dumbass 500 just started. Started. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's race day. It's race day. <laughs> Last question for you, JR. What's the funniest stop you have made, if you can share it with us? Oh, man, there's been a lot. Huh. Um, you know, I, so, you know, when I, when you first start, you know, you work on graves a lot. And uh, I was stationed in Jeffco. And, uh, you know, come, come 11, 30, 12 o'clock, you know, you've gotten through rush hour and all your calls for service. So it's time to go drunk hunting, right? Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> you're trying to, that. for safety purposes, you <laughs> know, course, I mean, you're out, course, you know, yeah. you're drunk hunting. So, um, yeah, I was on I-70 coming down from Morrison, just coming up to 470. And I get this little pickup and there's not a lot of traffic. It's like a Thursday night and it's weaving pretty good. And I'm like, uh, I got me one. You know, I already called for backup. Hey, I'm going to be doing roadsides on this guy because it's so bad, right? right? And I'm like, so I get him stopped, pulled over to the side of the road, and I get up to the car, and it, I could tell it was a, a a male, right, just because kind of the hair and the facial. And then, but he was he was wearing a dress, and he was wearing, <laughs> which is fine, right? He was wearing a dress, and I'm completely good with that. And um, I don't smell any alcohol. His eyes are fine. I don't see an impairment of the, um, the you know, of drugs or anything like that. And um, so I asked him, I'm like, just uh, straight up, I'm like, what were you doing? And he was, he was pleasuring himself <laughs> going down the road. In his dress. Yep. And the first, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, Cousin Eddie saying, sometimes, Clark, it's better you just let him finish. So <laughs> I grabbed the stuff, went back, made sure he wasn't a wanted felon, and he had a nice night. <laughs> he did have a nice night. He did. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. I was going to say, don't let him use your pen to sign a ticket. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks, that JR. Is, yeah. Yeah. JR, is there anything you want to add to any of our discussion before we move on? Nope. I, no? uh, I, I, I appreciate... Um, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> You're gonna have, you'll have your yeah. final thoughts here. In a oh, okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, safety topic of the week. I know big surprise, following too close. Have we ever talked about that? And I'm going to keep it real short. Just because the cameras, the cameras only alert us when you're one second or less behind another vehicle, right? And we all know it's supposed to be four seconds. And what I'm seeing is guys don't feel like they're wrong. They're like, ah, like this. Some guys know they're wrong. Like, I'm not mentioning any names, Jack Domenico. He, <laughs> he gets pissed off, but it's because he's too close. Yes. Like, he gets it. Like, he's mad that the camera's talking to him, but he understands why it's talking to him. Sure. Mad at himself, not mad at the camera. Right. Yeah. There's other guys, they'll smirk or roll their eyes, and it's like, okay, so let's say you're not one second. Let's say it's off, because the camera might say 0.7 seconds. I've noticed this a couple times. It'll say 0.7 seconds, and it's like 1.1 seconds is what I'm counting, right? So let's say the camera's off by 0.4 seconds, okay? You're still not four seconds away. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? So if you think that you're not too close, I promise you, you are too close to the car in front of you. You are not four seconds away. So Agreed. that's that's me and on my soapbox. we soap have that set at that, right, Jim? <clears throat> the camera's set up for one second. There is a beta testing for zero to two seconds and okay. two to four seconds. Okay. We're set up for one second. Sure. Yeah, which is sure. too close. Yeah. Uh-oh, know? hands down. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's my pet peeve, and I'm on my soapbox here. But if you think you're wrong, if you think the camera's wrong, 
I promise you the camera's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're to drive the point point home is it's telling you one second. Right. It needs to be four. Right. That's the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, we could turn on that other beta feature. I figured we'd get this under control first. Right. <laughs> and, and how many of those a day are we getting? We get a lot of following too close. Probably our most our most common alert is following too close. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how many a day? I don't know. I can tell you that after the podcast, but that gotcha. is our most, you know, and there's some habitual But are we guys. getting 10 a day? No. Okay. No, but there's drivers with habitual following right. too close sure. where they got 11 or 12 of them. Sure. Since. I mean, I'm, I'm making this up. If we were getting, if we would get 10 a day, are six of them from the same driver? We probably, one guy could probably get two or three okay. in a day. Because that's an issue. Know. But most of the time it's one and done. You right. Know what I mean? Right. You know? Yeah. The the camera has said something, right. and yeah, and you could see because like, oh, it's so cool. Call. You could see in the software program when they hit their brakes. So they're driving. You know, some guys they got this face on when they're doing it. They're like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know, and other guys are just la di da da da, and then they realize they're too close and they back off. And you right. could, you could see when they apply their brake. Right. Other guys are just like you know, they they they're pretending nothing's going on. Sure. So sure. And I I don't want them to have an accident to prove the point because it's not going to be good. Right. You know, just back up. Just back well, off. Your first two points in, in your cause of accidents, speed and space. Speed and space. Speed and right. space. Yeah. You know, and generally when you get that alert, you're already going, to, I don't want to say too fast, but you're going fast because that, that alert isn't even active until, what, over 45? 45 miles an hour. Yeah. What lane do you think the guys are in when they're getting the following two close alerts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, in the slow lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not all of them, but yeah. the guys with the this face, they're yeah. in the left lane. Yeah. The guys, la-di-da, they're in the middle yeah. lane. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I and, think it's a great feature just, you know, for the, the guy who's la-di-da, you know what right. I mean? Which, even if you're not on the phone like we talked about, if you're not, you're just driving. You know what I mean? No matter what, you're just at some point. There's days where you're just like, your brain is working, right? Because your your body's going through the through the motions, yep. right? It becomes you know reflex, body reflex at a certain point where you're yep. doing these these actions that just come naturally, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm I'm too close to this guy, yep. you yep. know? So again, I just great feature. I love it. Yeah, same. yeah. I think with some of the older drivers, and not not older as in age, but driving a long time. I think that's that ability to become numb to your circumstances mm-hmm. that you feel so comfortable in that truck that you think you can drive that close. You think you have control of it when you don't. And maybe you've never had anything happen for, for years, but it's that right. the cameras are going, hey, listen, that, that's not right. You know, this is how we can be better. This is how you can be better. You know, you need, you need to back off because you've, right. you've developed a habit that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I honestly believe eventually, like, with some of these habitual guys that are refusing to back off, we need to pull them in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've talked to them individually. We've sent them videos. You know, we got the fleet broken up into groups, the whole thing. But, you know, if you're not getting the picture, then we're going to need to bring you in and sit you down. Because to me, it's it's just not good. Right. It's hands down. It's it. And the thing is, it's not going to cost anything. Other than maybe save you money if there's right. an accident, yeah, save your life or save someone yeah. else's life. That's we've already proven. Right, hard charging doesn't make you more money. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Cool, soup. 
You got a high road hauling. I, I, oh, I wanted don't. to add, I, I just wrote in my notes there about on safety topics just yeah. because the following too close. But I still want to go back and harp on, you know, pre and post trip inspections. And in part of that, I mean, the largest portion of our, our post trip inspections for me back when I started driving were always brakes. And I, I mentioned this to JR prior to our podcast about the disc brakes. Now I feel drivers don't even look at their brakes mm. because, you know, number one, you really can't even see them. Right. Right. We're pretty fortunate. The bulk, all of our aluminum trailers, we have single tires on. So you can, if you take a, a tiny little mirror on a rod and stick it in there, you can look at the brake shoes. Right. But if it's in a dual application, you really can't. They do have these alignment tabs is what they're called between the wear of the brake shoe and the caliper. So, but I mean, even as I'm, I feel like a trained professional to reach in and feel that number one, you darn sure can't do it when you pull the truck in and stop it. Right. Right. (laughs) You get filthy when you do it because you're putting your hands on top of the brakes. Right. So if you do it in the morning, then you're, you know, you got to go clean up. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty long process and I feel, you know, my two cents, I know I'm getting ready to ask you the question, but my two cents are we've almost taken a bit of not responsibility, but yeah, I guess maybe some responsibility off of the driver because of the advent of disc brakes. Yet the disc brakes on the trucks are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we stop better. We, yep. The brakes last longer. They're, they're just better all around. But there's a component that, that has taken the driver out of the inspection process on the brakes to a degree. And I feel, I, I feel as if I were still a driver on a daily basis, man, I would want to know my guy in the shop is really looking well at that or, or how do I inform PM. myself right. that my truck has brakes because what if we have a mechanic miss it? They're human as well. Yep. You know, I mean, you could just have two steel pads that are rubbing on that brake rotor that unless it's dark, you're not going to see the sparks, right? I mean, there's, there's that. So have you, have you ran into anything? Cause this is, this is pretty new right. for, for the most part. I mean, they have been out for several years. Our upgrade in trailers the last several years, we had switched the tractors over, you know, probably five, over five years ago, but our, our trailer fleet is almost all, I think, I think we're at other than our pneumatic trailers, we're probably all of our end dumps, but two, I think are all disc now, which again, beneficial in so many ways. But that one con to me is you can't, you can't just look at it. I could go look at a set of brakes, just walk out there with my eyes and go, there's no brake shoes. What's going on? You know, and then I would dive into the brake adjustment. And, and I guess those two components for me, I feel a bit naked, right? Cause it's just not there. You can't see it, can't touch it. So I think part of that is your age. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding. So, right, we're all scared of that new technology. And yeah. you know, and I get what you're saying. I mean, you're kind of that old school, you know, I like, I like touching those things. I like seeing. And, and, but I think, I think disc brakes are a godsend as far as safety. Right. right? Um, they're awesome. Um, they're quicker for us to inspect because, we, again, we don't have a lot to inspect. Right. Like when I'm underneath doing a level one, they have dust covers on. I'm just looking for if I can see can see any contamination right. or any leaks that maybe might be on there, listening for any air leaks or anything like that. But I'm not really touching, right. you know, like I would like doing the brake, you know, measurements and things like that. So I get what you're saying. Um, we I, I don't know if JFW has had um, any PB, do you know what a PBBT is? A performance-based brake tester. 
No, you ever heard they, of that? Where they shake it? Is that the one they... they well, they do it? have those. Or but they go, they go around The it? dinos. Right. Yep. Yeah. So back in 2017, the we bought three of these machines. They weren't cheap, right? And they're trailers, right? They're yellow trailers. Okay. And a lot of people mistake them. A lot of drivers mistake them for scales, but not scales, right? And this thing kind of robos out. We have two up in Dumont right now. Or, yeah. One, no, we just have one because westbound's closed, but eastbound is on there. So basically what it does, and it is a CVSA standard uh, brake inspection procedure, and it's also in the federal regulations, right? Um, and they're dead nuts on. They test braking efficiency, which is based on your weight, right, and, and resistance, right? Gotcha. Um, so, so, and we have found with disc brakes, because that's the only way you can test them, right? The efficiency of them. They're above, I mean, they're, they're probably 30 to 40% more efficient than, than just your regular, mm. you know, clamp brakes. I mean, right. that's right. what we found using right. the PBVTs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, we're looking at getting some fixed ones for the ports. Um, nice. They, they, they decrease the amount of time for a level one. Right, because we don't have to do any brake measurements. It's checking the efficiency of the brakes. And I, I really like it because it's as is, right, as it comes in. You guys do a lot of loading, right? And we talk about axle weights. So if you have if it's misloaded, right, it and, and it may show that that brake is being deficient, right? Right. But I get underneath it and I look at everything, do the brake measurements, pads, everything, it's fine. But it's the way because of the weight, right? Mm. And that's how that's the most because brake measurements, you know, the, the the push rod travel doesn't tell it just tells you the brake is working. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't tell you how efficiently right. it's working. So right. um I, I hope you all see more and more of those, but that's the only way we yeah. can truly interesting. Yep. Okay. So yeah. That's good to know. And if you want to go up to do I'd be happy to take any of you up to Dumont and we could you can go up there and we do a demonstration, you know, I, I, or just watch them run it and see yeah. how it works. Yeah, that might be a great field trip day, you know, go yeah. check that out. <laughs> we, I mean, we had a case and, you know, these are one of the things that, you know, you're, you're, I'm not skeptical of the brakes because I know how well they work. Right. I, I, I'm, and I'm fully engaged with them being better, right? But I mean, we had one scenario, we had a, we have a two and a half year old truck. We put a new driver in it. And he kept saying, hey, it doesn't feel like the brakes are working that well. It doesn't feel like the brakes are working that well. So, you know, we go out, we do an application test. We make sure there's no leaks. Make, we've got good pads. You know, rotors look good, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, the, uh, again, this was a new driver to us. He'd only been here. How long was Jesus here, Dave? Probably Less 30 than days? Six months. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Months, I, right? So, yeah. anyway, he, he, he's making some runs out of fries. And he's 80,000 pounds, goes over the top you know, comes down and runs that run for like a week to one of our local plants here. And uh, pretty soon he's, he's having problems with the steer axle brakes getting too hot and, you know, writes it up. He keeps, he keeps writing it up. Right. And our shop keeps addressing it. And, you know, at a certain point, because we haven't ran into this, our, our shop is like, there's nothing wrong with the brakes. They, they look, they apply, you know, blah, 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 blah. This driver's driving too hard. Look at this steer axle brakes. We had to replace the rotors. The pads were shot. You can see the heat cracks in them. You know, you guys need to talk to this driver. So our two of our safety team go out and they talk to Jesus and have a great talk and go, you know, are you overdriving? And they kind of question him, you know, this is the science we have, right? Here's our, here's our components. They're, they're damaged. They've been overheated and stuff. And he's like, 
okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I, apparently I'm doing something wrong and let me drive tomorrow and I'll check it. And, you know, this is a, this is, this, this was a young man. I mean, I don't know how old Jesus is. He's in his twenties for sure. Right. And so he comes in, Dave and I share an office, which is, you know, that's handy. You right. can't, can't screw, <laughs> you can't screw that up. Right. So hey, Dave. he comes in and he's like, Hey, can I talk to you guys? And we're like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, something's not right on that truck. You know, it, I'm not driving it too hard and I can't stop. I'm having to apply, I'm making it up like 60 PSI brake pressure to stop. It's all I can do to stop, right? So our, our shop foreman, Mikey, he goes out there and he's like, well, let me look into it. You know, and pretty soon we've got an application gauge on wheel ends. And it turns out, Jar, we had a valve bad and this kid was driving this truck with virtually no brakes functioning on both drive axles Wow! because the valve went bad. And this kid did such a good job. I mean, I just got a little tingly over him because he did, he did so awesome in, in not only not getting upset because we approached him with the fact that, listen, you're, not, you're probably not doing something right because these components shouldn't be hot, right? We're thinking you're overdriving the truck when in actuality, hell, he was, he was doing an amazing job yeah. and basically stopping it on steer axle brakes <laughs> and two trailer axles. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was missing over 50% of his brakes and getting this thing down the road every day in a safe manner for what we think was possibly the better part of 30 days. Wow. You know, so I guess those are some of the things that we just hadn't ran into that. Now we have a new tool, right? Our shop, if there's a driver that, hey, you know, I'm, it's taken me a lot to stop this. We can, you know, test that. And it did happen to be, we have a lot of what we call sister trucks, a lot of very matching serial number trucks meaning they were all built right in a row they're consecutive so if we have a problem with this one we know hey we just mm -hmm. found this we need to look at this one this one this one right so they're in a series and we only had five like that and we went right out and tested the valves on those other four mm. just to be sure that we didn't have the same scenario but i couldn't imagine having an accident you know you show up you brought up earlier in the prod yep. podcast you know you went to an accident scene investigated checked the truck out and I'm curious if you would have been able to find that. Right. Probably wouldn't have. Right? Nope. You know, so it, it just, I don't know. Those are some of the things that we ran into where the, you know, the, the old style brakes, right? You could, you, could, you know, it was the touch, taste, smell type scenario, yeah. right? You look at it. Well, we've got good pad. Is it an adjustment? How is the air leak? You know, is everything functioning? And it just, it was kind of an aha moment for me. So I have that little, I have that little doubt in the back of my <laughs> all mind. All like, the time. Yeah. I mean, you have a hundred of these things running around and you're like, is there a valve out on one of them? Do we know? Right? You know, you just have that, that another knot. Yep. <laughs> right, wow. So, yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Soup. Hit us with the high road Shifting horn. gears. Shifting <laughs> gears. We're, we're getting away from safety and getting angled towards life itself. All right. We've talked a little bit about age today, and uh, I think I was thinking about my age when I wrote this up the other day <laughs> but uh yeah that happens when you get older you kind of think about that sort of stuff but how will you measure your life when you're old and gray sitting in a chair maybe on your porch looking out over your life what have you accomplished or left on the table during your time on this earth what will you see will you see lost opportunity the old woulda coulda shoulda mindset or will you see a host of achievements things that you cherish in your memories Things that you're proud that you did, that you saw, you helped build, you improved, or you have passion about? Will you appreciate the lives you've touched, relationships you've built, the people who would not be who they are without you? Do you focus on the rain or the life it gives? 
As with so many of our High Road Hollands, it's our choice to make, good or bad. We choose what we see in our memories, what we feel in our heart. Truth is, everyone will see things they wish they could have changed or choices that they wish they could have, have back or do over. But you can't. It's water under the bridge. So why judge it poorly or judge it at all? It's important as our lives move from prime years into the golden years, we feel comfortable with how it is or how it was. We won't be able to change anything in the past. If we aren't at peace with ourselves today, we can't enjoy the incredible blessings that we've had. Peace in your heart is the key to how we perceive our lives. Heaven forbid we don't give it a grade of A+. Most of us don't. But we can find that place of forgiveness and suddenly that grade we give ourselves starts to improve. Don't ever judge your life by that of others. We're all individuals and no two lives are the same or have the same forces that move it. So don't be too harsh on yourself when something doesn't work out the way you want. It will benefit us not only to mentally, uh, excuse me, it will benefit us not only mentally but physically that we accept the accomplishments or lack thereof in our lives. Our lives are not measured by anything or any other human in the end. If we have felt happiness and joy in our lives, then people around us have also. They will know and express their fondness of a life well lived and not wasted. And the quote this week is uh, by Bertrand Russell, who, by the way, because I catch a bunch of flack about this, he was a Nobel-winning British philosopher and author, lived from 1872 to 1970. He said, the good life is one inspired by love and guided by knowledge. Ah, there Very you go. Nice. 98 yeah. years old, he lived some life, didn't he? He had a good run. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. That was awesome, Dave. Thank you. Nice. Final thoughts, everybody? Like, like jump in yeah okay, it's good jump um this one kind of goes out to uh rick collin uh he called me last week about last week's uh podcast and uh <clears throat> had a great discussion with him you know i when i was talking to him i was like hey you know this isn't not arguing with you rick and rick was like no this is a discussion and and he mentioned last week's podcast where we I don't know, for lack of a better word, kind of bash some of the guys. Um, you know, the incidents up at, at Pit 6 and hitting the wall and stuff like that. And, you know, for myself, it's frustrating. And, and I try to make that point of, you know, you guys can't do this. You can't, you have to pay attention. And, and sometimes it's, it's, I feel like it's not easier, but maybe better to, not, I don't know, ridicule is not the word, but just bring it up. Point blank, you know, you can't do this. You got to pay attention this was wrong. And Rick said that he, he coached uh, uh, kids for quite a while and he'd do the same thing, you know, how come you miss that play? And he'd bring the, 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 the athlete up and go, hey, you know, you didn't do this, you missed your assignment, you know, what's going on, what are you thinking, you know, that kind of thing. And then he was trying to be a better coach and he, and he read, you know, several books and looked into it and he found that he got more with <clears throat> praising the good things that went on because the people would recognize if you're not the you know the best player and yet you've seen all the praise that that top player was getting that hey I want to be like that I need to raise my own personal bar and he said he, he thought he got more out of the team by praising the people and, and reaching that bar and he said maybe we need to do more of that in the podcast 
And, you know, I told Rick, I said, you know, you're absolutely right. We try to do a format of that. You know, we do the shout outs and we do that kind of stuff. We talk about safety. We talk about, you know, what you did do wrong. And we, and we try to not use people's names and things like that or, or make fun of them. So, you know, my, my final thought today goes along with Rick and it's just about the word praise and you know we try to end it hey thanks guys have a good week you're fantastic you know go as far as like hey we love you guys you know you, you're the you're you're the what makes the whole machine work so you know with praise there's adam, uh, admiration approval achievements honesty a compliment cheer acclaim uh, accolade and appreciation so just from me you guys i appreciate everybody here and and thank you and if i don't praise you enough my bad and and i'll i'll work on it ah, that was a good one jim yeah. uh i'll follow up i you know jim's always really good and most of you guys about preparing your notes mm-hmm. for the thank you and i always do them through the podcast because I feel like it's more current, you know. But anyway, I just want to thank Sergeant J.R. Grinager, I apologize, uh, about coming over and, and, you know, being part of our podcast. But also for your 21 years of service to make our families safer and the roads safer for all of us, make companies like us better and our drivers better and hold us accountable. So I want to thank you for that. I hope that's not corny, but truly from the bottom of my heart, it, it does make us better so thank you for that i appreciate that yeah i'm good thanks for uh having me (laughs) first podcast awesome and to the drivers out there you know uh, keep doing what you're doing i mean you guys are doing a great job there's just those little small things and 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 stay safe it's the crashes that 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 you want to avoid, right? You sure. Always think about those. So, yeah. how do you avoid those crashes? <laughs> right? Following distance, speed, <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah, not not to take the the space back up here, yeah. Jr. But we talk about you know you're out there to to protect lives and save lives and and do different stuff like that and things like that. But we've told the drivers, you know, they, they're driving killing machines, right. you know, and and. Uh, jam's one of them is i wouldn't want you doing that behind my family yeah you know right. being behind my family out there and i'll fight you, know, you. right yeah. and yeah. sooner or later you're going to be behind somebody's family or or in front of them and and we tell the guys you know you you can kill somebody in a heartbeat so you're following distance you know checking your truck out we're just we're driving something dangerous correct and it's, yeah i agree it's, yeah it's not good think no. about following your mom you wouldn't follow her that fast no nope. that close or your daughter right. Yep. Yeah, your daughter. Yeah, it doesn't, That's right. doesn't matter. What yeah. about you, Soup? Yeah, let's just everybody be safe out there. We had a great podcast today talking about safety, things we can improve, and all the window tint comes off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my final thought is uh, it's just kind of hard to believe we're on episode 30. You know right. I mean? we, uh, this thing just keeps growing, and it was really an honor to have uh, Sergeant Greninger on today, and we appreciate you coming down. and. You've been an excellent guest. You seem like a, a veteran of podcasts, so <laughs> to be your first one, you did really well. You did. Thank yep. you. And uh, if I could just borrow your taser gun for about a week, <laughs> <laughs> I will return that in perfect condition. <laughs> That's it, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, everybody. <laughs>